Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Nice to have anybody's company. I've had three miserable blooming days. Miserable days. Friday, I had to cancel everything because the cough started Friday. Saturday, because I didn't have the strength, so Saturday went out the window. And yesterday, I had to cancel things as well. So it's really been quite... In fact, last night... I was awake from about uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock, and I thought, if I lie in front of the television, that always sends me off to sleep, and uh, blow me down, it didn't, because all I could hear was I was breathing, was this rasping, this gurgling noise, and I kept thinking, oh, God, it's really bad this time round, isn't it? And literally, it only it started on the Friday, so it's not really a cold, it's sort of, it's a cough, but because I've coughed so much, and I mean... I've coughed so much, my chest aches like there's no tomorrow. And there's enough chest of mine to ache, let me tell you. So, uh, anyway, we'll we'll go with it. And you'll have to uh, to bear with me as well. I shall try not to cough on the programme. Huh? That'll be the miracle of all miracles. So, I've got, got my drinks, I've got my water, I've got my cough mixture. I've got all my little bits and pieces. The only problem is it's a speech programme. If it wasn't a speech-based programme, as indeed nobody else is in the building, you know, they've all got it easy. So even if... Uh, even if anybody, you know, did develop a cough on any of the other radio stations that we've got here, they only have to do two links an hour. They've only got to go, this is, that was, here we go, and a quick time check, and then they're off for ten records. You know, us, I don't have the luxury of that. The only luxury I get is the uh, is the ad breaks every so often. So we might be having a few more of those shoved in. You know, just in case. It's t- but seriously, I was breathing last night. Well, sort of breathing. I wasn't sure. I mean, at one point I thought to myself, is this ever going to go away? Is it, what is there that's in your body that all of a sudden means that you're now, you know, feeling under... I don't feel under the... That's a stupid thing. I don't feel under the weather. I came in in the car today. I just wanted to go to sleep. I just wanted to go to sleep. And, and I didn't actually go to sleep. I did close my eyes and open the window a little bit because I needed some, some air blowing onto me. So... You know, normally this studio is like an icebox. This morning it's quite warm, so I'm hoping it's going to turn into an icebox because I actually get to, I get a little bit better if, if it's cold in the studio. And the driver this morning was a big fan of the programme, and he said, looking forward to the programme, I thought you'll be the only one who is this morning <laughs> as I struggle through it. But, I mean, at least, I, at least I made the effort. You know, some people just go, oh, you know, they have to sneeze twice and that's it. They take the time off. I sort of think, no, I've, I've got an interview to do today and everything. So I've got things to do. I'm still trying to sort out the accountant. My poor accountant must just, just absolutely give up with me completely. Uh, hope you're feeling better. Sounds like you got what I had a couple of weeks ago, says Neil. We took Teddy to Van Hague's. This, Van Hague's is this super garden centre where they have these 2,000 lights in one box. And uh, they took Teddy to see Father Christmas because they couldn't get booked in at Harrods. And I've got to say, says he was the best Santa we've seen. A lovely gent. Time. He had, and was interested in hearing all about Teddy. Highly recommended. We bumped into one of your pals, the one and only Gemma from Essex. Stop it. Stop it now. We don't need that that kind of talk. <laughs> but uh, people... Oh, I pushed the wrong button now. And um, so that was lovely. And, uh, and another one from Patsy, who says, uh, You were missed yesterday. I know, I wasn't... Oh, look, there, there's Gemma. It's amazing, actually, when she doesn't make any effort to get dressed up. She really doesn't make any effort to get dressed up, does she? Look at the poor soul, honestly. It's quite ropey, really, and she's hoping to get pregnant before Christmas. Unlikely. Unlikely. But uh, thank you for that, Neil, very much indeed. There's the Father Christmas. Oh, look at that. They look like a good Father Christmas. I tell you one thing, those beards don't half itch. 
They really itch. If you've ever put a, a beard on, you know, a bit, that's a lot of beard. It, 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 it itches. It itches. There's Teddy's present. Bless him. Look at him. Look, how, what a smarty pants. What a smarty pants. There's something about Father Christmas, isn't it? It's got to be a good Father Christmas. And they always get a nice picture taken. So bless him. I like things like that. It's made me feel a bit better, actually, about life. <laughs> well, it's not really. Uh, I'm sort of, you know, I'm just sort of trying to get into the spirit of uh, of the festivities. We will tell you the the uh, the places in the country, the cities, where they're a bit Scrooge about Christmas. They don't they don't necessarily enjoy the festive season. Well, I thought everybody enjoyed the festive season, but I've suddenly learnt that the moment you mention you put the tree up and stuff like that, oh, the abuse you get from one or two trolls. Oh, I think it's outrageous you put your tree up. I think it's outrageous you've done... Ah, sod off. <laughs> I was watching a programme on Paul O'Grady the other day. And it was very interesting because it was lots of people saying nice things about Paul O'Grady, which is not a difficult thing to do. But he's got a temper on him. I knew because when he was filming one of his shows up in Nottingham, I think it was, they had the most... T- I think he was doing Blankety Blank or something up there. Anyway, they were having the most terrible time with him because he's he wants things right. And I've known him for long, long, long. We go back many, many years. And uh, he was he was great. He was absolutely great on this programme. Noreen had a lovely afternoon tea at the Grove in uh, in Watford. Uh, the diet, she says, starts today. Take care and look after yourself. I do hope so. It was Pat's who says, uh, uh, I've got the cough too now, doing the rounds. I know. John was very good, I gather, for you yesterday afternoon. So I'm pleased about that. I sent him a thing saying, there's just no way that I can I can make this thing. It was just really awful. I've got to be ill for me not to make something. I've really got to be ill. And uh, and I really was ill. So just one of those sort of things, isn't it? What what can you do about it? The answer is nothing. You just have to work your way through it. So it's great. Steve, best cough me. Oh, no, I've tried the Bronco stop. I'm doing at the moment, I'm doing Robitussin. Robitussin, that's probably not how you pronounce it, dry cough medicine, suppresses dry cough, soothing effect, sugar-free. Sugar-free. And so I'm drinking it like it's uh, like it's whiskey. When does this one expire? Oh, thank God for that, 2019. I always worry if it's a bit sooner than that. When did you have the flu vaccine? Severe cough and temperatures are a, are a common side effect. You'll be able to read it on the website, says Dan. Uh, uh, Jim says, you suffer for your art. He says, but is it, is it all worth it in the end? Oh, sorry, but it's all worth it in the end. It absolutely is. As I've said to you before, you know, I've got to be practically dying and in the hearse before I'm not coming in for this programme. I've really got to be quite ill because don't work, don't get paid. It's a, simple, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very straightforward sort of economy kind of thing. You know, don't work, no money. So work, money. That's how it works. It's good, isn't it? Uh, somebody says, please don't die during the show. There's nothing else on at this time. Well, that's, that's what I always say, actually. I always say, I'm quite lucky at this time of the morning. There's no competition. There's nobody doing... Yes, if I, if, if, if I, if I did die, I would still be on. Because automatically they would push a button and you would end up with an in-conversation. In which case I'd be sounding perfect. And you'd be going, well, he sounds all right to us. Or feeling that somebody was saying, oh, so is, is this a new one that you've just done? You know, and we're going, no, that's an old one. It's on the system. But it's, it's what we call dateless. We have dateless interviews. Uh, we could, yes, if we could do what? Am I putting on a voice? Actually, I'm surprised I've not coughed. We've done 10 minutes and I haven't coughed yet. I feel it's imminent. 
I feel it's imminent as we're going to... I'm going to keep my finger on the cough button. I wish the cough button was nearer. I wish the cough button was sort of literally on my right-hand side. I might have a word with the engineering department and say, can you move it nearer me so I can push it? Because if, if I push the cough button like this, it's, it's a, I have to lean away for it. And I'm never sure if you know I push the button or not. You wouldn't know, would you, really? It's quite clever. It just goes quiet for a little moment. So, but that, that could be the, the programme anyway. Uh, David Beckham, bored out of his tiny. He took two of the children off to Winter Wonderland. So they've got loads of pictures of Dave having fun on a few of the rides, which is good. Uh, also, uh, Davoud Gadami exits Strictly. So he's out. He said he's, he's going to carry on dancing. Yeah, whatever. They all say that. And, um, oh, the, oh, I don't want to talk about that one yet. That's a bad one. The cat killer, that is. Oh, and the boy band, Raksu, could be the new One Direction, because they won the X Factor. I looked at the pictures. No chance. No ch- I don't want to be rude about it, but dear God in heaven, they're not the best-looking thing I've ever seen. At least with One Direction, they were young, you know, they were go-ahead, they were sort of bouncy about this lot. No, no. It also doesn't sort of roll off the tongue, does it, really? Uh, so, Raksu. Raksu. Presume that's how you do it. Uh, also, uh, Alexandra from Strictly in Race Hate Meltdown. Why do they hate me? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. It's just that you get sort of silly internet trolls and you get internet campaigns and stuff like that. And then there's a few people in the jungle who've been accused of picking on Ian Lee, who, to be honest with you, shouldn't be in the jungle. He's not medically fit. He shouldn't go out there. It's a, it's a bad place for him. Um, and it's not doing him any any favours whatsoever. But now you've got his producer jumping on the bandwagon. You know, she's apparently produced him for five years. Well, then she should say, actually, she you know, she's, she should really say, don't put him in there because you know what he's like. He's not a well person. So it's not a case of them bullying him. They all do that. They're all That's what the whole nature of the thing is. Um, big thank you to Julie for all the hard work, says the Black Cab Poet. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, Julie did do a lot of lot of hard work yesterday. And uh, John Warrington wrote to me afterwards and said, uh, we had uh, a really nice time. He said we were talking about Peter Andre's willy. <laughs> very small conversation. We do that because that was in the papers last week and it was one of those things that features on the programme. This after Rebecca Vardy said he was rubbish in bed and he was Mr Teeny Tiny, which I think very bad. It's honestly, you don't want to hear that, do you? You really don't want to hear something like that. It's not the the best things. I know it's Gemma Collins uh, sort of wished everybody a happy 1st of December. Hey, Hello. She can't sing either, can she? I can't stop it. I can't stop it. Stop, stop, stop. That's better. It's dreadful. It's poor old Gemma trying to look glamorous. Unfortunately, not working at all. Stuart Miles uh, has got a, a grooming company now, I think. He used to be on Blue Peter... And um, he's done all sorts of things, Stuart. He worked for one of our stations, pretty certain. And um, he now does male grooming, which is interesting. Uh, Then people were talking about uh, Bruno Langley from Coronation Street and saying that he blames the stress of playing a gay character for his sexual assaults, which nobody really got got to grips with at all. But it is, but you read the oddest things, seriously, and especially coming up to Christmas, people come up with all sorts of things. And, um, and, um, 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 where it is? Oh, sorry, just going back, actually. So, uh, Michael says, get well soon. Good to see everybody the other day. Nice, 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 nice. So I'm glad you all had a, a nice time. As I say, I would have been there. I would have been there, but just not, uh, 
not good at all. Carmel says, listening to your Sunday podcast, you've got a nasty old tickly cough. And uh, people have recommended throat... Listen, believe you me, I've tried everything. I've tried every, every um, you know, spray, every lozenge, every, just everything. Everything. Uh, one here from Anastasia, listening to the interview with Dame Jacqueline Wilson. Did you know that the magazine Jackie was named after her? She was lovely. Absolutely lovely. I hope you enjoyed the uh, interview. It was very, very good. Very, very good indeed. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Just when I thought it wasn't going to go. Blooming went, actually. And I completely forgot to push the blooming button. Um, hope you'd be OK for Sunday morning, says somebody. Yeah, I thought I was OK for Sunday morning, actually. Monday's pro- proving the problem at the moment. We've only got 20 past... We've only got quarter past four in. And already we've had a little bit of a cough. That's the trouble with this tickly cough. It's not like any other cough. You know, any other cough, you can suppress it. This tickly cough, it's like somebody all of a sudden is letting you speak. And then they're taking a feather and tickling the back of your throat. And you go, go away. Go away now. I can't do anything about it. It's so annoying. It's frustrating for me, so it must be even worse for you, I should imagine. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning. Oh, good news for everybody who likes Mylene Class. Good news. She's wearing a bikini in the paper today. In fact, it's at her underwear, so boo! That's a bit of a result, isn't it? We didn't think we'd be seeing her half naked, not this side of Christmas. Uh, Steve, uh, Kevin the Milkman says everybody missed you yesterday. Another wonderful meet. John was entertaining as usual. And a big thank you to little Julie for organising everything. He says, I couldn't organise the proverbial in a brewery. And Sam sends her love. Thank you. Uh, somebody says, don't talk about dying. I couldn't bear it. Well, we've got to go sometimes. I mean, if I'm going to go, I want to go here. I'm not going to do it by myself. Pri- I'm going to make a big noise about it. And um, I find if you keep talking about a cough, you keep coughing, says Mick. No, it doesn't work like that. No, if, if you've got a cough, you've got a cough. And then somebody says, morning, Stevie Boy. Uh, boy is B-O-Y, incidentally. I don't know the B-O-I bit. Perhaps it's Luton. And says, uh, why'd you copy John Bishop's In Conversation? I think you're fine, Rob. We were actually doing it for the past seven years. I think John Bishop is fairly new to the market. But uh, you probably won't understand him. It's a bit of a northern kind of uh, chat show sort of thing. Same sort of format that we do, but we just get more more people in, which is better. No, we, we were doing In Conversation from... Cool, blimey. I forget what year we started, but they go back a long way. A long way. Here's a sort of... In fact, the moment he started doing it, I thought, you know, really, should we write to him and say, you know, it's our copyright, but actually it isn't our copyright at all. Anybody can use the word conversation and in. Don't have to worry about things like that. Uh, so, 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 so. The Evening Standards Theatre Awards. My God, there were some badly dressed people. And uh, the weight falls off celebrities as the jungle diet takes its toll. They were doing one of these programmes the other day, which is sort of when it all goes wrong on a reality show. And they pulled out, and they kept putting reality star, and then they put... And I didn't even know who any of them were. I really didn't know who they were. There was a, there was a story in uh, one of the online things, which I always read in the morning, because I just want to find out who's actually doing what. And this was Danielle uh, Westbrook. As I say, I didn't even know she was around, but uh, apparently she is. And she was seen out with... Who was she seen out with? Oh, she was seen out with... Um, with, um, oh, God, what was it? It was um, um, a reality show star. Somebody called Chelsea Singh. Who's Chelsea Singh? Never even heard of him. I thought it was a woman to start with. It was the Essex... T- oh, my grief. I think she looks like she'll be wasting her time with him, to be honest. It is a man, isn't it? Is it? We're not too sure, actually. 
But Chelsea Singh and Daniela Westbrook, it looks like two bad drag queens together, badly dressed. The Essex TV Awards. She took to the stage. They were seen at the bash with human doll Rodrigo Alves, who looked in good spirit as he mingled. Also, Paul Dannon was there. Oh, God. Paul Dannon. That's an old has-been, if ever there was one. And uh, he sort of... What has Rodrigo done to himself? He just looks like... I don't know what he looks like. Doesn't he look... He looks like one of the Golden Girls. He he just looks peculiar. He's not the human Ken doll, actually. The day Ken looked like that, the gay liberation front would be down, like a ton of bricks. And Paul... And the hair is really peculiar. The clothes are odd. Must be awful, really, if you look like that. And, you you know, people are pointing and laughing. The Essex TV Awards. So Danielle was partying. Uh, she's been busy partying alongside Hollyoaks actor Fabrizio Santini because he hasn't been seen in it since 2015. So she picks all the old has-beens. And then you look at Chelsea... S- I've never even heard of Chelsea sing. I feel a bit sorry for Danielle. She looks like... Do you know what she looks like, Daniela Westbrook, in, in the picture I'm looking at? She looks like Betty Davis in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. She, you know, way too much makeup, too old, too haggard, too past it. You know, it's, it's no good trying to pretend you... Oh, it was all done on... Oh, look at the chairs they all have to sit on. Oh, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. Oh, dear. A complete, uh, a complete dreadful non-entity night. Really not, uh, not good at all. But uh, it was a, that's somebody there. Who's the one with all the tattoos? Is that just a random guest? I suppose. Oh dear. Hmm. Poor old Rodrigo. But he he's heterosexual. He like women. Not very good, is it? I think you need to take another break. Actually, I don't feel very well. Just take a quick break. Can you do that? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. I, re- I really don't feel very well this morning. I'm ever so sorry. I just I came over all peculiar then. I thought, oh, Lord above, honestly. Perhaps this thing's a bit more, more strange than I thought it was. I think it's the fact I'm talking all the time, which is a bit odd because it's a speech radio station. Anyway, uh, hundreds of landlords in the papers this morning finding immigration crackdown. Please don't write in. I'm, I'm fine. I'm just not... Uh, I'm just, as I know you might start... Uh, I think it's... <coughs> sorry. It's, it's the combination of the cough... And uh, all the other little bits and pieces. Where does Christmas fall flat? Which cities in this country do not do... Well, they do do Christmas, but they're not particularly big in it. Top of the list, Norfolk. Top of the list is Norfolk. Norfolk apparently doesn't... doesn't. I thought Norfolk could be absolutely up there with everybody doing doing Christmas. But they're not. Oh, and the long... Uh, the Love Island couple. You know, it was Kem and Amber, I think. And... Uh, Anyway, they, they've decided to end their fake relationship because they've lasted 132 days, which in reality terms is, is practically a small lifetime. And the reason is that they've split pressure of work. But don't worry, because in six months' time, there won't be any work. And uh, you'll have seen the end of them. Uh, heart swap operations will be old hat in ten years' time. What are they going to do? They're going to do. Well, we just sort of have you sort of open a little flap at the front, take it out, and pop it in. Because I think it's absolutely amazing. The more I was reading about heart operations, the, the more impressed I became. But there again, I'm impressed by just about everything. Uh, and um, eat, drink, smoke, and be healthy. This is a 1930s book which they've resurrected in some of the papers today with some very odd health advice. The reason it's got odd health advice is because it's the 1930s and just about everybody smoked. Just about everybody. Um, so the sick trolls, they're now targeting Megan. 
because she's too thin. They're all going, she's too thin, so they've started targeting her. Uh, I think Harry told us a while ago that there were going to be uh, trolls. They've already had different things from other people. It's There are some sick people around. I think I'm one of them, actually. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it. Uh, you know, they, they sort of want to write stuff like that. To, it's like people have started writing to uh, Louise Redknapp saying, how selfish of you to divorce your husband. And I thought, but wait a minute, what's he got to do with anybody apart from her? I said yesterday on the programme, personally, I couldn't give a forex of, uh, of, of anybody, you know, commenting on what they do. It's their marriage. If it's finished, it's finished. If you fall out of love with somebody, you fall out of love with somebody. Why somebody would sort of start trolling her, I've got no idea. Uh, another word, one here. Says, have you seen the photographs of the GC wearing the black semi-sheer black swimming costume? That'll make you feel better. I've seen it. I could only assume, actually, that she was wearing it as some sort of a a joke. Couldn't quite work it out. And uh, tomato soup with a hint of spice, says Jess, should help you. Tomato soup. I had tomato soup the other day. Parveen the the Spice Queen in the Biggleswade Chronicle. Have you ever heard of the Biggleswade Chronicle before? And uh, uh, another one here. Why bother going to work, Steve Allen, if you're going to play adverts? You need the money. Uh, yes. I mean, of course I get all the money from the adverts. Shh, don't say anything. Other presenters don't, don't have the luxury of that. Uh, somebody says, mix your manuka honey with some ground ginger. Eat slowly. Let the mixture permeate and burn like the depths of hell. Don't drink anything for as long as you can. Says Tony. Well, I have to, actually, because otherwise you get very dry. Very dry. And um, Kevin says, now we know you're ill. You've got the 4.15 out on time. I've never hit brakes on time. I'm the worst person for hitting brakes. Ask anybody. It's my it's my downfall. But you're quite right, Kev. I did, um, I did get the 4.15 out on time. I shall attempt now to get the news out on time. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Jen, the more you see Kim Jong-un... And those huge uh, weapons that he's got over there. And then he sort of, they bring it out on the truck and they, sort of, they aim it up into the sky. And then America says something and he goes, right, this, is, this could be nuclear war. And you think, listen, you silly little fat man. I promise you that if America, who don't need to test their nuclear weapons, they know their capabilities. You know, you're just doing the posturing. You're doing the Nancy boy bit, you know. Because if you notice, there's the same four people who stand around him all the time. Perhaps they haven't got any more than four people. Just imagine everybody else is going, don't let him set them off, start digging burrows, you know, and sort of uh, trying to get underground as quickly as possible. Because once America starts bombing that country, I mean, I'm, I'm seriously, a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have thought it would ever happen. I'm now kind of thinking they're both as mad as fruitcakes, both of them. I wouldn't trust either of them. In, who's who's going to push it? You go on, push, push the button, push the button, go on, you're going to push. <gasps> Dear, what, I mean, you know, are we going to get dragged in? We could have some fireworks, couldn't we, up at the same time? Nuclear weapons, which apparently can sort of reach us quite easily. But if America decided to bomb North Korea, they could take it out in an afternoon, I would have thought. Doesn't matter what else he's got. They can just sort of keep hammering home. I don't know where North Korea is getting the money from. Perhaps he's just printing it. Perhaps it makes it easier. Where are they getting these things from? Perhaps they've got somebody in there. I'm on edge listening to your show, says Matthew. Biting my nails until I hear your voice again after each break. Uh, Can't they send you home sick? Certainly not. An outrageous thing to suggest. He says, your brain might not stop you, but your body will if it needs a break. Actually, the body's fine. 
The body's absolutely fine, believe you me. It's just this annoying blooming cough thing, which is dreadful. And uh, Katerina says, uh, I've had this awful, awful cough, seems like yonks, and now I have no voice left whatsoever. I've got my hands crossed for you up to my elbows. Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of the party. Love you to bits. Thank you. It's true, though, it's, but you can't do anything about it, and you don't know where you, uh, where you sort of get it from. It'll be somebody here. I've not been near anybody else who's got a cough. I think I'm fairly susceptible anyway. I think, you know, because I've got sort of, you know, low libido and everything else, I think probably somebody comes round me. It's, uh, it's a case of, you know, I'm going to collect what they've got. At Christmas, Steve, says Stephen, if you have an unruly child, you should wrap an empty box in Christmas wrapping paper and put it under the tree. If your child is naughty, you just throw the empty box in the fire. No more nonsense. Oh, never thought about it. That's a bit cruel, isn't it? Should we? I mean, I always think that until they get to the age of three, you don't actually need to buy them Christmas presents at all. They don't know what a Christmas present is. Up to the age of three, they've got no idea. You just buy them one thing and then wrap boxes up and put sweets in or something like that. You save your fortune. Why do people buy two-year-olds presents? They don't know what they are. It's just a toy you can buy any time of year. If they woke up on Christmas morning, they like... Listen, they're happy with the tree. The tree with lights on. That's all they're, that's all they're excited about, isn't it? Just give them a couple of sort of, you know, slurps of night nurse before they go to bed. They'll sleep through Christmas Day. Much, much better. Uh, Steve Sambuca, says Jane, was, was a brilliant remedy because I had an awful cold virus followed by dry, tickly cough. Well, I've, I've only got the dry, tickly cough. I don't have anything else, actually. I do have some tiger balm. Uh, rub both uh, sides of your windpipe, says Therese. <laughs> We've all got the most amazing recipes for how, how to get rid of Steve Allen's tickly cough. I just don't want anybody else to catch it in the building, but I, I bet by the end of the day somebody will go, you give me this blooming cough and all the rest of it. Because I, I didn't have the cough before, but I seem to remember last year I had the cough. In fact, I'm pretty certain I had the cough last year. I think it lasted a few few days, and then as fast as it arrived, it went. Because when I uh, woke up this morning, um, I was I was coughing quite a lot. I think because you get sort of very, very sort of very phlegmy and your chest becomes a little and you keep thinking if I had a vacuum cleaner, I must get another vacuum cleaner. Don't want to miss out. Uh, and you could stick the pipe down your throat. You could basically suck out all the liquid and it would work well. And then I thought, would that work? And I thought, but I don't have a vacuum cleaner with a thin pipe. So I'm now searching the internet. I'll tell you what I found it difficult to buy the other day. I've got a light under a shelf in the bathroom. And uh, it's been there for donkey's years. Anyway, the other day it stopped working. So I went out to buy a new bulb. Still doesn't work. So I've kind of given up on it. So I thought, I'll just buy a new one. They're only about eight quid or something like that. Can I find one on Amazon? If you put in... What did I put in? Strip light. Under shelf strip light. And it puts up all these reels of lights which you stick... With little pin... Really bizarre things. All I want is a thing with a plug on it. Because it's got to have a plug on it, otherwise I can't sort of plug it into the, uh, into the outlet. But uh, can I find one? Can I buffalo? It's one of those things, isn't it? You think, I must be able to find one somewhere, but I don't know. I'm obviously typing in the wrong thing. And I do type in the wrong things on Amazon. And I end up looking at things thinking, is that right? I've got to get perfume at some point today, which I shall buy on Amazon. Because it's, it's easier to do that than to actually have to go out anywhere. And, uh, and then I shall uh, just send it on to my brother and he, w- he will wrap it for me, which is much easier. My uh, godchildren, money, except the youngest, who always likes an item, so that's OK. And the parents always buy an item for the house and I just give them the money for it and then they wrap it up themselves. Because I've already seen stuff that I like 
and they've already bought it and taken it home. So I've seen it. I'll just get it on Christmas morning. To be honest with you, I can't remember what it is now. I think one of them's a picture frame, and I think there's a couple of candles as well, but it's quite nice. So Raksu will be the next uh, One Direction. Well, that's what they're hoping. To be honest with you, I don't see it at all. I've never seen such an unattractive group in my entire life. The bookies' favourites beat Grace Davis to take this year's crown. Miles, Stephenson, Jamal, uh, Mustafa and Ashley. So they're all 25 and 26-year-olds. I think that's too old to be a boy band. Way too old to be a boy band. But if Simon thinks he can do something with them, but I don't think you're ever going to top One Direction. I just don't see it. I just really don't. But uh, they come from Watford. Andy Halls, the TV editor, says they could finally buck the trend of flop X Factor winners. The last one to achieve anything of note was James Arthur. But Raksu resonate with the viewers, write their own songs and actually seem to like each other. Well, you know, sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes you've got to have a bit, little bit of edge. It's no good going, yeah, we all like each other, yeah, bro, and it's all this and it's all wicked and everything else. But, I mean, sometimes that backfires badly, very badly. So we'll have to wait and see, will we? Uh, who'd have thought it, says the headline in The Sun, Kem and Amber have split. Nobody ever believed it was a relationship in the first place. Do me a favour. 132 days, that's a bit long term for, uh, for the two bimbos from Love Island. And uh, d- despite saying only a short while ago, was it last week we did? We might get married. <laughs> yeah, of course, dears. Of course, you've only known each other. I mean, she looks like she's been around the block a few times. Well, she must have been. And he, of course, is a, is a hairdresser. Well, I don't know what we can say about that. He's 21 and she's 20, uh, 20. They shared an Essex pad, confirmed in a statement, with sadness we've decided to separate. Our schedules make it difficult. We'll remain good friends. For that read, they have no intention of seeing each other ever again. And he'll be off with somebody. He'll be seen with somebody pretty soon. Because I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, she's not all that. I'm looking at him. He's already started throwing tantrums on the Dancing on Ice programme, which, you know, should, should be privileged. Should be very privileged to be on it. But I suspect he's going to be on it and out of it very quickly. And thus will begin the downward spiral of a career that basically started on a show where people have sex. That's all it comes down to. It's a bit sad. You know, if you want to go into porn, just go into porn. You know, make make porn films if that's what you really want. Jerry Halliwell, or Jerry Horner, actually, has joined Celebs Back in the Suns campaign to stop two uh, heroic war dogs being put down. Tens of thousands. Of, these are dogs who they've said they've, they've saved, you know, lots of people and they're going to put them down. They can't rehome them due to safety fears. I mean, can't, can't we just keep them? You don't, why do we have, it's like the other day, did you read that awful story in one of the Sunday papers that they're, um, that we're sending greyhounds who are past their sell-by day out to China to have them slaughtered to be eaten. What? I mean, I thought it was some joke. The more I read it, I thought, what, China hasn't got any dogs or something? Because they have dog catchers over there. They go round. If, if your dog is out on the street, it's taken away and they do eat dogs. They have dog-eating festivals. I know. Not to us, you see. To us, it's horrendous. It's a pet they have them as pets but also they uh, they eat dog in certain parts of, of china mind you in certain places around the world they eat dog i just don't see it i really don't i mean i'm perhaps i'm perhaps i'm a bit too sort of weedy and i'm too much of an animal lover to even think about it it's like i can't imagine eating horse but i suspect judging by the disasters we've had in the past in this country i've probably eaten horse already and that seemed to be okay but i wouldn't want to eat dog i really wouldn't i mean in certain restaurants in 
China, in a China, they eat cat. They seriously, they have them, you sort of pick out your favourites. Like we used to think the floating restaurants at Wan Chai, which had all the fish in the tanks and you picked one out or a lobster or whatever it was. I thought that was sort of fairly avant-garde. But that was fish, you see. I don't know why I think fish is different. But yet you go into a restaurant, there's a load of kittens in cages and they, they eat cat. And you think, why? I mean, what's the matter with the normal things that people eat? They eat everything. Say the only thing with legs on they don't eat is a table. In, in other places, they eat. I've seen these horrendous programmes on the television. Uh, the best pal of I'm a Celebrity Star, Ian Lee. He's not I'm a Celebrity Star at all. Ian Lee has accused his campmates uh, uh, of, uh, of bullying him, like the film Mean Girls. This is the best pal. Radio producer Catherine Boyle, who's worked with him for five years, says the scenes were heartbreaking to watch. Well, get him out. He must have told you ages ago he was going in there. He's not fit. He should not be in there at all. Uh, they've all talked about him behind his back, but they talk about everybody behind their backs in there. You know, they've you know everybody is talked about. That's the problem. They say viewers saw Ian, who's battled depression, break down in tears after he was too scared to finish a height-based dingo dollar challenge. Anti-bullying charities also voiced concerns about Ian's treatment on the show. Well, then take him out. Take him out of the show. They must have privately spoken to him out there and said, listen, do you want to stay in or do you want to come out? And he said, I'll stay in. They always offer them that opportunity. They just don't assume everything you see on the television. So when his producer says he's being bullied, you must have known about this beforehand because he's actually very good at bullying himself. He's very good at bullying. He can do that quite nicely, thank you very much indeed. So don't just think it's poor him, poor him, poor him. In fact, really, Catherine, if you were worth your salt, you'd be campaigning to get him out and back to try and build an audience on the radio programme. I'm surprised he's actually got a producer. I never thought he needed producing at all. He's, he's almost self-producing, as radio presenters go. He, he knows exactly what he's doing, and, uh, and he's been doing it for donkey's years. At the moment, it's not pulling an audience. Whether this is going to help or not, I don't know. I really don't know. But if you're complaining he's being bullied, well, then you should say to them, get him out. Because if you think that's going to send him, you know, completely round the bend, you've got to get him out. It's as simple as that. Also, the Megan romance, the father of the Hyde. Why? Because he's hiding away in Mexico. So we'll talk about that uh, in a moment. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I see the test thinks I should look for fluorescent light. Do you think you might be right, actually? You might, that, that might be the thing I'll have to look for. So it's good. Anyway, so I was watching the I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here as quickly as possible last night where you can't work out why, they're, why they are celebrities. I mean, Amir Khan, I think, possibly has to be the dimmest person I've ever seen on the television. I mean, he really is thick. I didn't realise it was possible to be that thick and actually get yourself on a television programme. But that's what they're looking for. They're looking for people to laugh at him and make fun of him. So whether we laugh at Ian Lee or we laugh at Rebecca Vardy or we laugh at Georgia Toffolo, pretending she's sort of, uh, you know, interesting. Also, how can she be so bad? The Saturdays, Vanessa White's shocking music knowledge as she fails to name Bon Jovi as an artist behind Living on a Prayer. I mean, how, how is this possible? How do they not know these things? Because the answer is, why would you think because they're in the music business, they know everything? I mean, I'm in the radio business, but I don't know everything about radio. Somebody could say to me, could you give me the line-up of this station? I'd struggle. I'd be sitting there going... Somewhere. Anyway, I was watching a little bit, and there they were, Scarlet. My God, you piled on the pounds. Moffat. And they've obviously tarted her up for the television. The trouble is she's just neither funny nor very interesting. She's got the funny, funny accent. And then sitting her next to Joel Domit, who apparently is some sort of comedian. 
Obviously not working very much, I should imagine, at the moment. And then uh, out in the jungle, best place for him, was Joe Overexcitable Swash. Yes, Joe, who behaves like a five-year-old. But uh, what can you expect? You know, he's never actually amounted to very much at all. And so then there was the case of our two special guests, celebrity guests. Yeah, who we got? Arge from TOWIE, who's as thick as a plank. I mean, he really was, yeah, I'm like wicked, I'm like this and all the rest of it. And the other one, Jamie Lang from Chelsea, who turns out to be even more boring. Now he's got his new haircut because his hair's fallen out. So he's had it all cut short. It looks ridiculous. looks ridiculous. But, you know, him and Arge together, it was the blind leading the blind, I'm afraid. It was really, it was really atrocious. If that's the best celebrities that they can get, I feel immensely sorry for the programme. Uh, Steve, I bought some strip lights at B&Q, packaged in a blue cardboard box and come in various sizes, says Mike. Do they come with a plug? I need to know they come with a plug and a bit of cable on it so I can plug it in. Uh, so, you know, I, I know what I want and it's all, it's all ready to run. That's why I want something that's... I don't want to start wiring something up. I don't do things like that. So it's like I don't... I bumped into two of my neighbours the other day and I was carrying my washing back from uh, the dry cleaners. And uh, they said, oh... What are you doing? I said, well, I'm just, I don't, I don't do ironing. I said, I learned some years ago that ironing is not my strong point. So I pay somebody to do it. Somebody irons my shirts and my jeans and washes and irons and all the rest of it. And if I really push, he'll do, he'll do towels as well. So I always take towels over there as well at the same time. And, uh, and people find this amazing. But I've started a trend. Go into the majority of dry cleaners and you will find rows and rows of shirts hanging up because people can't be bothered to do it. It's so much easier to just go in there, dump it all off, leave it for a week, and then I collect it on the Saturday. Saturday morning, I'm always in there collecting my washing and ironing, and that's it. Take it back, hang it up, and uh, always works. I mean, is it bad? Is it bad to do... I see, I think if somebody's offering a service, then we should take full advantage of it. It's like, I could probably read the Reader's Digest book on how to do just about everything, which tells you how to bleed radiators, how to fix a boiler, how to repair your car, how to sort of check the spark plugs and the gap on them and all the way. And I think, no, that's what they've got garages for. They make garages. It's like, you know, you know, sh- should we bake our own bread? Of course not. Don't be so ridiculous. You go and buy a loaf of bread, buy a loaf of bread. You go to an artisan, of course. I think I'm an artisan radio presenter. I've decided... An artisan radio presenter. We don't know what it is because we can't work out what artisan bread is. But uh, I do know that I'm very much looking forward to seeing what the party food is in Marks and Spencers. All the other places have got parts. Some of it looks lovely on the telly, doesn't it? They've got it in Iceland and everything else. And so I've had a look at that as well. You get 50 pieces for like six quid or seven quid or something. But uh, it could, I, I like that sort of thing at Christmas. But I don't want to make anything. You know, some people are very good. They do all oh, Christmas. You know, here we are. You've got uh, Kirsty who at the moment is sort of showing you how to make Christmas decorations and wreaths and stuff like that. And Paul Cooper sells wreaths, holly wreaths. They're very prickly because it's real holly. And um, it's a friend who makes them. She actually makes holly wreaths. And so they come on a, a frame and then they weave the holly in and out. And uh, a, lot of, a lady bought one the other day. I think they're like five ninety nine or something like that. And she bought it. You know what, what for? She was putting it on her mum's grave. And I said, that's a nice thing. I said, it'll last for ages. It'll last for ages. Whereas flowers wilt a little bit, don't they? And they kind of go off. So people are always looking for something you can put on a grave over the festive season. 
just to let the person know that, that you know, that you're still thinking of them. And a holly wreath was the ideal thing to put there. So he's selling a lot at the moment. In fact, most years he sells out of, uh, of holly wreaths. So at the moment, I don't have a wreath on the door. I'm still trying to clear the plant. I'm trying to motivate myself to clear the plants, but it's so blooming cold of late that I haven't quite managed to get the energy to to get out there. Uh, we got the storm over a teacup. Um, it's two, um, like, sandwich bar things, and it's one of the uh, cafe bosses, which is in a little village, faces a fine if she glances into the tea shop next door. Guess how much she's uh, she's going to be fined? £20,000 if she... I mean, I couldn't believe it either. Anyway, Kerry Radley was hit with a legal notice in a long-running dispute with her rival neighbours. It means she cannot go in the prime Ross tea room, take photographs of the customers, or even look into the premises from her car. But Kerry, who ran Radley's cafe just two doors away, says the conditions are ridiculous. Kerry was hit with a community protection notice by the district council officials who said she had harassed, harassed, harassed parish councillors Martin Nudd and his wife Judith, owners of Prima Ross in Sulhouse in Norfolk. So the dispute began when Miss Radley opened her cafe and shop. She says that um, signs advertising her business, Radley's, were smeared with dog poo and a fake online review was posted under the name of a dead paratrooper claiming he'd bought out-of-date crisps from the shop. Miss Radley, a mother of three, says, I was ridiculed online and some were calling my children half-breeds. She's, I mean, <laughs> what sort of people do that? She's lived in the village, home to 1,500 people for about 20 years, and said that she'd invested 75 grand in the business. In May 2015, Martin Nudd, assault a Solhouse Parish Councillor and his wife, Judith. Oh, sorry, just those words, Parish Councillor, spring to me and immediately throw themselves up. Uh, he says he's found it best not to comment in order to prevent inflaming any situation. He said he had no idea of Miss Radley's business plans when he put in a bid for the premises. Councillors said they'd received complaints about Miss Radley, causing anxiety to Mr Nudd and his wife. In June, officials sent Miss Radley a letter saying they were satisfied she was responsible for persistent and unreasonable conduct. Conduct. The council's legal team accused her of taking photographs of people and uh, also posting negative comments and all the rest of it. Miss Radley, who's a yoga teacher, says she's the real victim. She's called the notice bonkers and claims that she was forced to close her business as a result. She said, I burst into tears. The conditions of the CPN are just ridiculous. The, ma the ban means I cannot drive down the road in case I look at Prima Rosa. It's crazy, because I need to look left, which is where Prima Rosa is, to pull up safely outside my property. So she's appealed against it. Oh, I don't know. Something's not right here, isn't it? So she can't take any photographs. Of, why would she want to? She can't, you know, move. Uh, you know, she can't stare at it. And if the conditions of the order are breached, she can be fined up to 2,500 quid and businesses up to £20,000. What a horrible place to live, isn't it? But, uh, you know, when they say somebody's on the parish council, they kind of stick together, don't they? That's what I thought, anyway. I mean, tea shops are numerally... It's Norfolk, yeah, they hate Christmas, so they obviously hate everything, actually. So uh, tea shops are normally sedate. Not down there in Norfolk, poor soul, honestly. So she's had her business closed down, but the parish councillors who own the other tea shop, they're still thriving very nicely, thank you. 
I know what I'm thinking, the same as what you're thinking. You're all thinking, this sounds a little bit one-sided, doesn't it? Where perhaps somebody's not getting a fair hearing. But imagine being fined just because you look at a place. I mean, that must be absolutely ludicrous, never anything like it. But anyway, there you go. Listen, coming up to uh, to five o'clock, if you know something similar, do please let me know. A humidifier, says Neil in Fulham, might help your throaty cough. Just a thought. And um, somebody, artisan me, me, oh, pardon me, I've got hiccups. That's all I need now, hiccups. Hiccups, the cough, and uh, all the rest of it. Um, not sure, says Martin, but I think artisan means homemade. Yes, it does. I think I'm a. I think I'm an artisan radio presenter. You're very lucky because you haven't heard of any others, have you? I'm it. I've started a trend. I'm an artisan radio presenter. There'll be people looking at me with sheer adoration in their eyes in this festive season, going, "He's an artisan radio presenter." They won't know what it means, but it sounds quite uh, quite exciting. Uh, is it very expensive to have your clothes washed and ironed? Um, well, I, I don't really care, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't think it's particularly expensive because I don't smoke and and I don't sort of go out every single night of the week. So I like to spend my money on different things, you know, and, and different things means that if I can save... I mean, I don't even possess an ironing board or an iron. I do have a steam press, though, which I haven't used in years and years and years, which I bought ages ago thinking I'll, I'll be able to iron my own clothes. How boring is that? Any ladies listening go, you're joking. It's the most boring thing under the sun, ironing. If you've got a family and you've got little children, I bet in your kitchen you've got piles of washing up on the uh, the table. You know, because you've got to... You have to set aside an evening, don't you? My mother used to move the ironing board into the sitting room and do the ironing while she was watching television. We are a very common family. And, uh, you know, we'd get mum trying to watch the programme. Well, yeah. And so you sort of spray water everywhere. Now you get these sort of irons, which are they're very, very flashy. But I just, I've no intention of ironing anything ever again. I never used to iron even sheets on the bed because they're fitted sheets. So you put them on slightly damp, stretch them out, and then they just sort of, who cares? Who's going to see it? Nobody, and that's why life is so depressing. Anyway, Christmas falls flat in Norfolk, the Scrooge cities that hate the festive season. Uh, Strictly's Alex in a race-hate meltdown. Backstage fury. Why do people not like me? They do. They do. Twin storm hell hits frozen Brits. Fans blast the trio for ganging up on sad comic. The sad comic is Ian Lee. Uh, also, Louise Redknapp. Very selfish to divorce Jamie, say her fans. What's I got to do with them? Uh, the Ghostbusters hunt for a black-eyed girl. It's a bit odd, isn't it? It's one of these sort of crackpot programmes on the television. All our ghost hunters are going to be out there. We're going to try and make contact with her. She doesn't exist, all right? No such thing as ghost hunters. are just Yvette Fielding in her sort of hooded bat outfit and a load of other mad people. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Laugh of the day. Laugh of the day. Prince Andrew describes himself in an interview... Uh, in a magazine over the weekend, in a top newspaper, as an ideas man. I'm the ideas person, he says. I'm an ideas factory. What? Honestly, the delusions of this poor man. Prince Andrew is going to upgrade the Wi-Fi at Buckingham Palace. Unbelievable. Um, I don't know, He's work- perhaps he's working for BT. He's brushed off his gaff-prone image, declaring, you don't get it right all the time. 
Best not to even talk about it, Andy. I, I don't think so, really. I mean, he had been criticised for hosting a private birthday party for the daughter of uh, David and Victoria Beckham. I just imagine you could probably drop him some money in a photo and something like that, and he'd be fine with it. It also emerged he'd given Kevin Spacey a personal tour of the palace, and uh, Kevin is now said to have sat on the Queen's throne. Andrew's also hung around with convicted paedophile before. We had that in America. But now he says he's an ideas factory and said he's helping young entrepreneurs and technology businesses. What? What, what does he know about anything? Prince Albert, he says, was the entrepreneur in residence at Buckingham Palace. He was doing it in the Industrial Revolution. I'm doing it in the Digital Revolution. Apparently, he's also helping to modernise the royal family. He's highlighting how he had overturned a ban on mobile phones at Buckingham Palace and St James's Palace and will upgrade their Wi-Fi. How's he going to manage that? Has he, got, has he got some BT outfit, apparently, now? Or do, oh, sorry, do you, what, do you, what he means is he's going to phone up BT and say, can we upgrade the Wi-Fi? I should imagine he could do it himself, and we will pay for it. But I can't see him going, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, like, OK, yeah, I like, sort of made, made the, the Wi-Fi upgrade. You don't do that yourself. I think you, you bring in a company, don't you? So he's going to be pushed from 6th to 7th in line to the throne. After, so where's, where's Harry, then? I thought Harry was about 7, isn't he? Or something like that. Harry goes to from 5th to 6th. Then you've got Andrew. That's after the birth of the third child of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. He insisted he's not concerned that his future role in the family was at risk of being curtailed. The family flexes in size, dependent on generational changes and shifts in idea among the family. It's not a problem, he said. Who is he talking to? He's, he's, he's obviously off with the pixies, isn't he, with this one? Which I, quite, I think it's quite sweet, actually. But the very idea that Prince Andrew... Nobody knows what his job is. Used to be just sort of, you know, flying helicopters around the place so he can go off and do golf or something like that. Now we're not even sure, because he doesn't actually have, officially, a job. But uh, he still seems to be around. I thought he just got money handout from the from the Queen. That's what I thought. But uh, anyway, it's, it's not a problem. But uh, Andrew, who... Uh, I believe there is that Fleet Street editor as the naked pictures of Prince Andrew when he was on holiday some, some years ago, and he decided very unwisely to take his clothes off and stand under a, a waterfall. And somebody took pictures, and they were printed in national newspapers in this country. Honestly, it goes right to the top, doesn't it? Or middle, depending on where you are with it. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, Janet says, why don't you finish your sentences? I always finish my... Always... Fi- and uh, I had the same problem once with lights, says Janet in Bromley. Spent days looking for something to, to fit. I pulled out the odd light unit and found the product number on it. Put that into search and it will come up easily. Sometimes there's a, a compatible product, but you need to know exactly what the... And uh, Janet also says, I've been awake all night. No point in going to sleep now you're on. Good. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, it's Monday morning. It's the 4th of December. Three weeks you've got. Three weeks to get everything sorted out, to make sure that you've ordered... Have you ordered the turkey? I went past uh, Sandy's, the fish shop, uh, yesterday as I got back. And because we didn't do the... I I really wasn't up to anything. I I couldn't even manage the walk in Regent's Park yesterday. It'll be typical. There'll be loads of famous people in Regent's Park the day I'm not there. But uh, I was... And a couple had just ordered the turkey. And he said, that's good. We've, We've sorted the turkey out now. Because I think they're about the only people unless you can order from the supermarket. But he does the Norfolk um, bronze turkeys, I think they're called. Like, seriously expensive. In fact, actually, Stuart was up very early this morning. I was waiting for my car, and at uh, quarter past two, he was coming out of, uh, out of the shop. 
carrying his little bag with things in. Obviously something for breakfast, I should imagine. And uh, Vince says, great to hear your wonderful voice is hanging on. You should not have a plug socket in the bathroom for your light. Um, well, I have. It's hidden. It's hidden. It's part of um, a Ventaxia that's in the bathroom. So it's, there's a plug socket in there, but it's fine. It says, uh, plus, I love the way you iron your towels. I don't. I don't. I pay somebody to do things. I wash and iron. Oh, God, yeah, definitely. And uh, Janet says, why don't you... F- anyway, moving on to some of the other things which are in the, uh, the paper today. The, the, the trolls who are targeting skinny Megan. She's too thin. You wait till she, she gets to the wedding. Going to be even thinner, I think. Uh, Anthony Joshua wants to become the Cristiano Ronaldo of boxing. Well, go and do it then. Go and do it. Um, Mylene Class puts on a bikini again. Well, we haven't heard that one, have we? That's a bit of a shock for us on a Monday morning. There's loads of pictures of Mylene, you know, where it, it could be a bikini or it could be underwear. It's difficult to tell with her. All I know is whenever she's in this building, she's always fully clothed. I don't know why. I mean, it's not that, uh, that sort of cold outside. Uh, Megan's dad is a reclusive man of mystery. He's an ex-bankrupt. He has a secret life on the Mexican coast. You wait till they invite him inside Buckingham Palace. He'll think she's really picked the jackpot on this one. Gosh, truth. I mean, they got... Oh, it's going to be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Also, the pub log fire that has blazed for 172 years. Oh, it must have gone out occasionally because you have to clean it out. Otherwise, you can't... You can't keep building fire on fire, can you? You have to clean them out and then relay it. A bit like Jenna Collins, I suppose. But um, Also, buying, sl- buying slippers for elderly relatives could save the NHS £2.3 billion a year. Because apparently people have accidents. And now, I've, I've got slippers. I make no bones about it. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not going to stand on ceremony and say, no, slippers are for the elderly people. I'm an elderly person. I've got slippers. Get over it. And I was not wearing them on Oven Day, unfortunately, as we're now calling it. It's gone down in history as Oven Day. It just says Oven Day in the calendar. <laughs> it's dreadful, isn't it, really? Uh, so, uh, slippers. And I like slippers. I'm ten and a half, in case you, you're thinking. Um, <laughs> actually, it could be ten and a half or eleven. Because I've had some really good slippers over the years. At the moment, I've got memory foam slippers that look a little bit like Uggs. They're not, obviously. That would be silly, wouldn't it, really, to have Ugg slippers. But uh, I like slippers. If your feet are a little bit chilly, put some slippers on. It's great. Uh, the story that you heard earlier with, uh, with Darren was the... Uh, was the uh, what was this thing here? Oh, that's right. Police sparking fury by comparing a kiss under the mistletoe to rape. They subsequently changed it, which I think uh, is probably... Uh, the change was just as bad, though, so it didn't really help matters, did it? Sometimes you worry about things. That, well, I always worry about things like that. A friend of mine says, I can't quite see the super moon, but it's much lighter. Yeah, there's a super moon out there. And and I don't... I mean, sometimes I've done that before. I used to, years ago, when they used to say that there was a rocket that we'd sent up to the moon, I used to stand there watching to see if you could see it going round. You know, like it was not that far away. I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Two. That's not bad, is it? Might be another one in a minute. I've noticed actually, if you have a if you have a cough, you sneeze differently. It's not it's not the same sneeze as if you didn't have the cough. So I'm I'm quite good actually at, at sort of sneezing to order. I made myself sneeze the other day. I did about six sneezes, one after the other. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, Deanna says, "Sounds like you need some multivits. 
Any decent make will help. And lots of nice hot fruit drinks, but not so much coffee. It peps you up for a while. It can make you very depressed if you drink too much. And it also raises your blood pressure. So please don't believe everything you hear or read, Steve. It could make you very ill. Nice hot cup of tea instead. Lovely better for you. And much more thirst-quenching. Oh, right. The big moon is not bad, but not as good as the great moon a year back. You see, I, d- I don't spend a lot of time looking up to the heavens. I mean, I, d- I did years ago when I started learning what the stars were, and they'd go, that's Orion's belt, and that's, this is this, and, that, and I used to, that's the plough. That was the first one we learnt, the plough. And she'd stand there gazing into the night sky going, where the bloody hell's the plough gone? Oh, there's the plough, and you'd sort of point to it. And somebody'd go, yeah, well, what's the big deal about that? I'd go, it's the plough, isn't it? It's the plough. And they go, yeah, and? And i go, and nothing, it's the plough. There was no logical reason for it. And you'd stand there watching all these things in the sky. And I was rubbish at pointing them out to people. It's like that red sky at night, shepherd's delight. <laughs> rubbish, absolute rubbish. Cock and ball story. I mean, all the supermoon is, for those people who've been sort of trying to read about it and find out, you know, which is the best bit, it's when the moon's orbit brings it to the closest point it ever comes to the Earth. And that's why it's a supermoon and that's why it looks, it looks a bit bigger. To be honest with you, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't mind going up there and having a look around it. You know, the moon. Yeah, I quite like to land on the moon and have a look around. You know, other people have been up there. Although there's those people who subscribe to the fact that we never did anything like that. It was all filmed in an aircraft hangar. Why you'd want to waste time filming in an aircraft hangar when we could send somebody up there? You can, but there's nothing up there. There's no corner shops, no McDonald's, no KFC. What's the point? And yet it's huge. It's about the same size as us, isn't it? I think the moon, which means it's enormous, enormous. But, you know, is it a place that you could sit on there and sit on the edge? I always imagine you could sit on the edge of the moon, but you can't, can you? Because at one time people didn't even know that these things were uh, were round. Uh, Have you seen the new trailer for Dancing on Ice? You'll love it. Dancing polar bears and all, says little Julie. Oh, when does that? Because they're already recording that, aren't they? That's why that Ken bloke, the one who's not going out with his girlfriend called Amber anymore, uh, is appearing. But apparently he's having, um, I think he's been having sort of tantrums and everything else. He obviously thinks, as hairdressers go, that he's kind of like top of his tree. Whereas, in fact, obviously the hairdressing's gone by the the wayside now because he thinks he's a celebrity. But having seen the two pitiful so-called celebrities on the... uh, on the I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here last night, which comprised of two people from reality shows who are about the thickest people on there. You've got uh, poor old Jamie Lang, and then you've got um, Arge, who turns out to have, you know, apparently he's he's supposed to have done something to make himself look better looking or something. He's had his nose done or something. Why he's bothered, I've got no idea. Opens his mouth, thick as a plank. Really embarrassing. Tony says, has Air Miles Andy been grounded? Well, I thought, well, he, he, he lost the job ages ago. There was no... He was apparently an ambassador, and somebody said, well, what, what does he do? And they go, I don't know. He was sort of self-appointed. Most of his stuff, he, oh, I'm like Air Isles, Andy. And uh, I should imagine for the rest of the family, he must be a bit of a drip, really. Here's sort of Randy Andy. You know how he got that name, don't you? You know, married Sarah, Sarah Ferguson. Don't laugh, please. Don't laugh. And uh, she did It's a Royal Knockout, picking up her skirts and running down the track, all organised by Prince Edward, because I'm theatrical. And uh, the rest of the country just went boring, very boring. We don't want to see the, we don't want to see people like that on the television, you know, making themselves look a bit silly. The moon is not the same size as us, Steve, says the producer. He always writes to me officially. Uh, it's about 7% of the size of the earth. Whatever, whatever. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
Morning, a pretty nice to have your uh, company. Uh, somebody says, where does Santa go when he's ill? The National Elf Service. It doesn't quite work, does it? National Elf Service for Santa. You've got to fit, fit in something with Santa or Father Christmas or something like that. Somebody was talking about, uh, doesn't Anne come before Andrew now? No. No, and I forget what the reason is. It's because they actually, there's a new law, but it's only for royals born, um, born now. So, uh, and forevermore. So, uh, no. I mean, you can't have Princess Anne on the throne. What would she do there? You know, she'd have, you know, the ballroom turned into a stable or something like that. And we'd have the dogs and everything else in there. No, I mean, I think it's going to stay with William. I think Charles might get a quick go at it, but I don't think very long. And then I think, um, then I think it's, it's going to go straight to William. I think he'll be fine. He's, he's played it differently from his brother, hasn't he? Completely differently. So if Prince George were to have a girl, then a boy, the girl goes first in the line of succession. OK, you get that? So Prince George would have a girl, then a boy, the girl goes first in the line of succession. OK, simple as that. It's all very confusing, isn't it? I know, but listen, it's not something we ever need to worry about. You'll either get a free holiday or it'll cost us an absolute fortune for this wedding. I think they, they said that, uh, um, I think William's wedding cost about 50 million. I know, I, th- I think the dress alone was half a million. So it's it's quite a lot, these things. They, they they don't come to you. I mean, look at the price of sandwiches in Marks and Spencers, for goodness sake. And you're catering for thousands of people. You know, there were picnics and there were all sorts of things. And, uh, you know, everybody's got to have outfits, whether they rent them from Mosspros or they're just hanging in the wardrobe. I've got no idea. The flowers alone must have come in at a quarter of a million. Easily. Easily, easily, easily. Getting the carriages out, the horses. Not to uh, include, of course, all the uh, the cost of royal security. I mean, that must amount to tens of thousands of pounds, if not millions, I should imagine. So that's, that's why. It's a very expensive thing. So this time, because they're having it at Windsor, it's all self-contained. All, you know, most of the people will sort of come in in cars. They'll be vetted. There's only a couple of entrances into Windsor Castle. And they're guarded all the time. They've got posts that come up out of the ground and stuff like that. And then you drive up to... There's a, a way round the back where sort of Philip, uh, Philip sort of drives out of the castle. But it's all guarded. It's, it's, quite, it's quite easily fortifiable. And they will have the wedding in there in front of, I don't know, 200, 250 people, something like that. Or if you just, Prince Andrew, just ram the gates, you know, because he's a bit hot-headed. Ooh, I can't believe it. I'm just going to ram a gate <laughs> straight through. And uh, we all went, who's paying for that? Well, I'm Sir, I'm Prince Andrew. Apparently he used to make people call him Sir when he was working before. I know. Just, I think you have to earn it, don't you? You have to earn things like that. Completely different. Uh, Kevin says, don't be silly. Everybody knows there's a Tesco Express on the moon. I know, but they've not had a customer for years, have they? The poor staff are in. They're growing beards. That's just the women. Uh, Andy says, the speed of a sneeze is 100 miles an hour. Yes, and the other one. That's very interesting. Thank you. Why you'd ever know things like that? I can't. I told you the Christmas crackers the other day. I bought these Christmas crackers, and all the all the gifts uh, are silver plated inside there. It doesn't mean I'm rich or anything like. That. They're only twenty one quid a box of eight crackers. They just look pretty, don't they? Crackers. You've got to have crackers for Christmas Day, and for Boxing Day if you're very lucky. But yeah, you you have to have Christmas crackers for Christmas. And as we're up to the uh, the fourth, it's going to be the fifth. So you've got about three weeks to get everything ready. I mean, it's only because I went to Costco the other day to have a, a peruse and, and I bought some box of chocolates to give away for Christmas. Bought the producer's present in there, paying it off in instalments. And, um, and they, had, they had Christmas crackers. I thought, I'd better get them now in case I forget. 
So I've got the Christmas crackers, and at some point I'll have to go and drop them off at my uh, at my brother's place. Because let him deal with things. I don't deal with things like that. It's not up to me, is it, at all? Uh, other stories in the papers today. Landlords, hundreds of landlords, fined in immigration crackdown. What they've got, if you fly in over certain parts of the country, if you take a drone and fly it in, in Southall, for example, down the road from, from me, people have converted... Uh, sheds at the bottom of the garden. We used to have a shed at the bottom of the garden, but they've converted them into living spaces, which they're renting out. And the council are gradually clamping down. It takes them ages. It takes them ages, because you can't quite get into these places. So they're, uh, they're sort of getting round to it. And I think they've started fining people serious amounts of money. Because otherwise people are just going to ignore it, and they're going to just put it down. And these basically become slum landlords. I was watching another one of those. I might be watching the new series of uh, can't pay, we'll take it away. Or the other one is the sheriffs on the tent. That's even better. There was a bloke there the other day. And he's obviously a bit dodgy in second-hand cars. Put it this way, they named the company and the following company. I wouldn't be doing business with them any time soon, having seen the way he deals with things. And uh, so they, they turn up. They're after a debt of £6,000 or something, or 3000 whatever it was. It was something to do with a car. And he had no intention of paying. He said, no, the, the, this is now another company. And produced a sign saying this is the name of the new company, but of course it didn't appear on anything else apart from this this sign. So in the meantime, they checked on a car there which the owner had bought because the, the writ or the, the, the thing from the court was in his name. So they were going after him. They weren't going after the company, they were going after him. And they discovered he'd bought this car at auction, so they, they clamped it. And uh, they stood there, and he was, he was, you know, faffing backwards and forwards. And they said, right, we're, we're taking this car. No, you're not, he said. They said, yeah, we are, are taking it. He said, no, you're not. I sold it to him. And he points to some worker who works at the same sort of uh, dodgy little car selling outfit. And uh, he says, yes. He said, have you got any proof of that? Anyway, they go inside their little office, and he comes out five minutes later with a piece of paper. He said, there you go, that's proof that I sold it. He said, you've just written that out now. He says, no, I haven't. He said, yes, you have. Ridiculous. Anyway, they clamped it and they said, we are, we are taking it. And so he said, no, you're definitely not. So the police come and um, next thing is they've loaded it onto a low loader and taken it away. <laughs> I always love it when all these people think, you know, because they don't realise county court writ, you know, local court's completely different from high court. You know, this is, this is big boys court. Once it's been elevated up to high court, then... Um, then that, that's where they call the police. And the police will always defend them and say, they've got a high court writ. You know, they're representing the high court. You don't have any choice in this. They are here to remove goods. And they go, what is, well, I'm not allowing them. They say, well, you don't have any choice. We'll arrest you for obstruction. You know, she's very dangerous. Uh, brilliant boy bands. This is um, Rack Superstars. <clears throat> so they've actually got it. And it's great. And they think they're going to be the new One Direction. I don't quite see it myself. Looking at the picture of them, they're uh, not exactly the best-looking boys in the world, whereas I thought the One Direction boys had, you know, they were clean-cut, they were bouncy, they jumped up and down, they did all the right things. These ones, I mean, one of them looks vastly overweight, poor soul, and uh, Simon's pinning his hopes on them. They're going to uh, release a record, probably already recorded, I should imagine, and uh, the money goes to charity. So that's what uh, Simon has decided. So that's good. That's good. You know, very easy thing to do. Always oh, David Beckham talking about the FA Cup. He just looks ridiculous now with this stupid long hair that he's growing. What is the matter with him? 
goodness sake, poor old Davy Boy Beckham. Anyway, uh, Stanley said to me, let's go camping up the Amazon. Son's dangerous adventure with uh, with Johnson, 77, who's a fave on the programme. Also, uh, as Kezia, Kezia clears off, Becky Vardy and Jamie Lomas were getting wet under the showers. Uh, this is Becky Vardy, who said she's going to spend some of her money on having her breasts enlarged. She's a bit of an attention seeker, a bit sad, a bit desperate. And uh, so here we go. So Twitter went into a frenzy over her. I mean, t- to be honest with you, do you really think the marriage is going to last? She's had about three marriages so far, hasn't she? She doesn't have great track record. So uh, I'm, I'm predicting a few changes in that department. When she comes out, she'll go, oh, I'm going to be a celebrity now. I've got to appear on all these programmes. You're going to go, no, really, we're not interested. We know everything about you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Attenborough's plea to Donald Trump, don't ruin our blue planet. I love that programme. It's so good. I mean, you, you sit there fascinated, don't you? The other day I was watching seals killing tuna. Killing tuna, if you please. Trying to make tuna beach themselves. And then they were sort of eating them. I've never seen that before. In fact, the, most of the camera crew hadn't seen it either. But they did, and they managed to film it. It's so complicated, filming all these things. Um, <clears throat> uh, Steve, I know it's an old joke, but it makes me laugh, says Penny. Boy to dad. Dad, I don't want to buy it for Christmas anymore. Dad to boy. What? Why not? Boy to dad. Because I just found a brand new one behind the wardrobe. <laughs> I never got a brand new bike. For Christmas. I only ever got second-hand bikes, which was sort of tarted up and painted up, and my dad was very good at doing things like that. Because it doesn't matter, does it? You know, to have a brand-new bike. They, they, they stopped somebody the other day, and uh, it was one of these police camera stop, you know, whatever it was. And he's a, he's a habitual thief. And uh, he was he's pushing this bike down the road. It's nicked. They know it's nicked, because he's just tried to sell it to one of these shops that buy this sort of stuff, and they haven't... Uh, Bought it, so he's pushing it down the road. So the police stop him. Oh, he's a mouthy little so-and-so. What you, what you stop me for, mate? What you stop me for? You're just picking on me, ain't you? No, because he's got history of thieving bikes. So they stick him in the back of the car and they leave him there. And he starts kicking off, making me look mugged. Making me look mugged off here, mate. People are looking at me and laughing. Everybody was laughing at you, pal. Everybody was laughing at you. <clears throat> but he nicked the bike. Wait, 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 what were you doing? I was just walking the bike down the road. No, you just tried to sell it in that shop. We got you on CCTV. They're so stupid, honestly. Some of these people are so daft. But we had a good old laugh at you in the back of the police car, which was how it should have been. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. So just when we thought the weather was turning for the better, it's turning for the worse. Seriously, we're going to go back to that freezing cold stuff. If you've got asthma, if you suffer from asthma, the advice is wear a scarf around your nose and face. You know, you see people, people from other countries seem to be very good at doing that. I can't. I would never make the scarf stay there. But apparently that's good because if you breathe in cold air, that can just make asthma worse. So that's the, that's the thing to do. I just realised I've got a, a doctor's appointment tomorrow at the phlebotomist, which is the blood taker. I'm just saying to the producer, I said, it's awful. I said, you go in, they go, oh, you try and be all big about it. You know, whichever way you look at it, somebody's putting a three-inch needle into your vein. And first of all, they actually sort of strap your arm up. When I say strap it up, they're not behind your back. It's not like a police thing. And, and they strap it up so they can see the vein. I have to look the other way. I have to look. I can't look at the needle. Go- in fact, if ever I see anything on the television to do with needles going into arms or anything like I look the other way. I'm not even there and it's only on the television, but it just makes me go, oh, no, I'm not sure about that at all. So I, I look the other way and try and forget about it. But uh, they'll be doing that tomorrow, three syringefuls, and then she'll be having a look at my feet. 
There's always something, isn't it? Coming up to Christmas, there's always something that's going on in your life. Uh, Steve, whatever happened to the lovely Joe McKeldry? I think he's in pantomime this year. He's in pantomime most years. Is uh, I think, if memory serves me, he brought out his uh, f- uh, was it his f- fifth album, I think, in the in the summer, and that's got uh, covers from songs from films, which actually got to about I don't know, eleven or twelve, ten, I think, number ten, it got to in the charts. I remember it just sort of scraped in. So, and he will be doing pantomime this year. So he's he's doing very well actually. He's not uh, not complaining. The bad news is S Club Six. Might be going back on the road very shortly in the in the light of steps. We were having this sort of discussion. Uh, I was having this discussion the other week with some people. And I said, you know, they don't sing live. Well, when I say they don't sing live, what they do is they sing along to themselves. OK, so they've got what they call a click track. I think there's only a couple of sort of microphones there. So they're singing along to themselves. They've got their little earpieces in and they're auto tuned because there's no way that you can dance and sing. You really can't. They're not that fit. And, uh, but there were some people round at one of our other stations. Big fans of Steps. I said they're a bit campy-campy, aren't they, Steps? You know, H. Root scootin', baby, you're driving me crazy. <laughs> if only you could have seen that version of that dance, you'd have, uh, you'd have really clapped and cheered me. So the Ghostbusters, it's a new television programme. They're looking for a ghost. But as we all know from uh, Most Haunted... That uh, Yvette Feeling's rubbish programme. I mean, there's no such thing. I'm so sorry. I don't want to break it to anybody and ruin you and burst your Christmas bubble. But, uh, you know, everywhere that... Have you noticed? Everywhere that Yvette Fielding goes, they encounter more ghosts. Every... Yeah, what was that noise again? Are you sort of... What was that? No, I didn't do anything then. Did anybody hear that? Did you hear a voice? Help me, help me. You see? The strange voices now. You get that all the time. But the American ones are even more fake. Save us. Save us. So, well, what, what happened to them? We don't know. And we think maybe somewhere in this, this place, some people needed saving. Save us now. I love you. I love you. Save us. And they, and they do that. And they, and they all buy into it. I'm sitting there going, you old frauds. It's bad enough with Yvette Fielding doing this rubbish programme with all the lights off. And, you, you know, something's fallen over. Does that mean there's a ghost in here? No, it means that the cameraman's banged into something again. That's what it is. But you know, people want to believe. They like believing, and I don't, I don't quite know why, because it's just rubbish. It's just so much rubbish. But she sort of hit on something that sort of people go, oh, right, she always finds ghosts. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. But they find things that sort of make, you know, television programmes. Uh, so what do we have here? Um, oh, yeah, David Beckham goes to Winter Wonderland with two of the kids. He took the little girl and the next boy up, and they went on a few rides. David, David, people go, it's David Beckham. What's he do? Nothing. And uh, what, what's he doing here? Nothing. And then they go, Victoria wasn't with him. Of course she wasn't. They're hardly ever together. She's off doing her business. And they said, and Brooklyn wasn't there either. No, he's with his girlfriend in New York. I mean, you know, Dave just sitting around at home. So uh, should we go to Winter Wonderland? Do you think he had to pay for the tickets or he got them free? I don't know. Uh, cops warned. Oh, I don't like doing this one, but I've got to do it for you. The Croydon cat killer has ramped up the attacks. I mean, this seems to have gone round the country now. It cannot be one person, can it? One person doing all of this? I don't know. Uh, the police sparked fury by comparing a kiss under the mistletoe to rape. I thought that was the whole idea. Why is it... T- I mean, you know, obviously if you force somebody to the ground... Under the- there's never any mistletoe round here. Seriously, never any mistletoe. You don't need mistletoe round here to snog somebody. That's the whole idea of it. But most places will buy... Mistletoe, because it's traditional, and you always pin it above a doorway. 
always above the doorway. So if somebody's going through the doorway, you sort of go and go, kiss under the mistletoe. And you have to, I mean, I've, I've never done it. I've never sort of bothered. I always carry a small sprig of plastic mistletoe in my pocket, just in case the, uh, the moment arises. But a lot of other people quite like doing the kissing under the mistletoe. Do you think Gemma Collins uh, would make a great ugly sister in pantomime, says Tony? No. No, I'm, I, I mean, she can't sing and she can't do anything at all. She just plays Gemma Collins. There's nothing interesting about her. Some poor creature from one of the uh, national newspapers did, did an interview with her. I mean, it was the most pitiful thing I'd ever heard. But there you go. Uh, Joe is in Joseph at the Newcastle Arena as Panto for Christmas. Good. So there you go. You can go to Newcastle to go and see him. And somebody says, will you be going to see a pantomime? I'm hoping to, yes. I'm hoping to go to Richmond to go and see Biggins. <clears throat> And a few other people down there, so that that should be uh, quite nice. Uh, also, why is it that um, the Love Island couple, this is Kem and uh, Amber, only last 132 days, but yet only the other week they, they were talking about, we're going to get married and it's going to be this. I mean, I just think that somebody says, listen, you need to talk about getting married, so then we can get more money out of the magazines for it. And then they go, no, I'm afraid the uh, the pressure of work. What pressure of work? Well, because you've done a couple of little dancing things and you've done some interviews for magazines and that's the pressure of work, is it? Girl, blimey. Pathetically awful. These people are so, so dumb. They really are. Uh, Louise Redknapp is definitely going for a divorce, but the fans are furious with her. She's selfish, they've said. Selfish to divorce Jeff. Well, listen, it's their business. It is their business. If, if they want to divorce or she wants to divorce or he wants to divorce, that's fine. That's their business. It's nothing to do with anybody else at all. I do like the slippers story. I'm going for that one in a big way. There's also a bomb-making video on Google. You can find out how to make a bomb. Just what we need, isn't it, really, in this festive time. As long as we're all aware, as long as we're all vigilant, and if you spot anything, you phone the police. It's as simple as that. Uh, the poor Britons smuggling in illegal immigrants for £5,000. Well, you know, you get caught, you go to prison. It's as simple as that. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, yes... The, uh, the Jungle Diet, uh, mainly because they haven't, they haven't won that much food on there. They've all had breakdowns because it gets worse and worse, doesn't it? The, 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 the Bush Tucker trials for the I'm a Celebrity group of people always tend to, to me to look as if it's some sadomasochistic plot. Strictly Alex in Race Hate Meltdown. This is Alexandra Burke, who sparked a Strictly race row. Uh, she landed on the dance-off again. She sobbed, why does everybody hate me? Well, I don't know why that is either. I think she's the best dancer on there, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, she won't be kicked off unless it really is fiddled. Because, I mean, she is the best dancer. It's as simple as that. Um, She says, why do they all hate me? Well, they don't. They don't. I think she's good, but she's she's been in that dance-off for the second time in two weeks. And I don't know why. I don't know why. She's, She's really excellent. We like Debbie McGee. We're like a few people. We're not bored. You know, we're not interested in people like Molly King or Gemma Atkinson or whatever her face is. Uh, we're also interested in uh, in Porridge. But apparently the revival of Porridge has received a massive thumbs down from prisoners. Who cares what they think? Who cares about a bunch of old lags? Lags say life in jail is nothing like the 2017 version and that the original series was much more realistic. What, bent dealings going on inside and crooks operating? Yeah, I would think that was fairly accurate. Writing in the latest edition of Inmates newspaper Inside Time, HMP Highdown prisoner Terry Winter complains he wasn't impressed with the remake. Nobody gives a stuff what you think, matey. You're in prison. Just stay there, for goodness sake. 
He highlighted seven points in the new series, which included inmates drinking from ceramic cups, not plastic, warders that were too friendly with lags, and the complete lack of noise on the wing. He says, I won't be watching this any, any further. God, blimey, honestly. Can't even please prisoners nowadays, can you? I'm sorry, we're just... It's a series. We're doing a comedy series, OK? Yeah, but it's not accurate, is it? Because we don't like drink out of ceramic. We drink out of plastic. And, you know, the wings are fairly noisy. Oh, look, more Mylene Class pictures. Here she is, showing just about every inch of her body off. And uh, it's in all, all the newspapers today. She's got a racy uh, underwear collection. Wow, that's really good. It's available in, in a, in a catalogue. Just where you want to buy your underwear, isn't it? In a catalogue nowadays, but uh, that's what she does. Uh, Steve, <clears throat> says Padita, I recently did some voiceover work. Yes, I can do uh, voiceover work as well. Uh, for a, a gaming company, my character was immortal and tried to track down Jack the Ripper. It was good fun, and I wondered if you've ever been uh, approached to do something similar. No. No, I'm not... I'm, I seriously don't do anything like that at all. I'm not remotely interested. I, I've reached this, this age where, you know, I'm quite happy with the way things are going. I just, you know, it, it's quite competitive, the voiceover market, and they generally only take actors and actresses uh, to do it. So, you know, very rarely will you take somebody on the radio to do it, unless it's somebody who's very, very well-known through their voice. I mean, I'm quite well-known because I've got a distinctive voice, but, no, I've, I, did, I narrated a couple of things once... But I wasn't really that interested. But I always thought maybe at one time I, I could have done something like that. I could have advertised something interesting on, on the television. What? I've got no idea. Uh, David and Victoria may be out on the red carpet tonight as uh, the Royal Albert Hall hold the Fashion Awards. What, you think they might be turning up together? Good Lord above. What about the children? Have to get a, a babysitter in, I suppose. Uh, Steve, re-ironing. Life's too short. You've inspired me. My ironing board will be binned this week. You can find loads and loads of companies who do ironing. They'll come round and collect your washing. And in fact, you'll see it on most dry cleaners. You know, we wash and iron these things or we just iron, whatever it happens to be. That's how it works nowadays. Why, why anybody want to iron? I can't imagine. Ridiculous. But we will check for Dave and Victoria turning up at the uh, the Fashion Awards if she's nominated. If, of course, she's not nominated, she ain't going to be going. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Uh, Sarah says, Steve, we took a small person to her first panto last night, somewhere I think you're familiar with, the Corn Exchange in Newbury, Beauty and the Beast. It was really good, and the small one loved it. Yes, I mean, I think once you've got them used to going to see pantomime in a theatre, and the Corn Exchange is sort of not really a theatre, I've... I've been in the Corn Exchange before because I was in the Newbury Operatic Society <laughs> for my sins. Not, a, not anything special, don't worry. I didn't have to sing. And uh, Holly says, uh, I live in the country. That might explain why I've just been out and had to squint my eyes because the moon is so bright. My first full-blown asthma attack occurred when I was cycling in the snow without my scarf or wrapper around my head. Don't ask. That's what they've said now. The advice is if, if you suffer from uh, asthma, then put a scarf around your face so it covers your nose so that, uh, you know, you don't want the cold air whizzing in there. Uh, the co-op are doing something original. You know what, they'll all be doing this, I should imagine. Uh, they're going to sell food a month past its best before date. Because apparently it's still OK. They're all, they're all covered. Because we throw away, God knows how many millions of pounds worth of stuff every year. And so they're going to be selling this stuff cheap. But it is past its sell-by. You can risk it. It won't there'll be nothing the matter with it. They're just sort of saying this is this is the way it's going to go, and uh, they don't want to be seen to be wasting money. 
on uh, on things, which get thrown away. Whereas, could you not give them to the homeless? Would that not be easier to give stuff away? You know, sandwiches or I mean, I don't, sandwiches I wouldn't want a month pass, but tins, tins would be good. I would have thought. You know, you can go for something like that. Ten to six. Sorry, I haven't done a time check for ages. Uh, there's a mother now who tours schools to warn how cannabis led to 22 years of mental illness for her son, uh, whose name was James, and uh, he died of cancer and schizophrenia. So cannabis, she says, killed my son. Don't let it do the same to you. And yet every time I'm watching one of these police programmes, what are they raiding? A house? And they discover they're growing a cannabis farm. One of them was in the garage the other day. They had 70 plants in the garage... And, uh, and they sort of look vacantly, but apparently it's quite, it's quite common nowadays. They get so many of these raided uh, on a weekly uh, basis. And, um, and, and she's saying it's bad for you. You'll find some people as well. You could probably do a phone-in on LBC today. And you would find people saying that, in fact, it's, um, it's OK. You know, they've been taking it for years and years. But uh, for many people, it's not, and it sent her son round the bend. I had a friend of mine who was who was addicted to uh, to cannabis. Uh, the A30 is closed at Egham, which is just by the posh garage. Now that's a nightmare about to unfold because that'll be going in. Is that going into Staines? Is that going through there? The A30. I can't remember where that goes to. Not quite there, but it's just by by the posh garage. The Ferrari dealer, isn't it? There, yes. I like Egham actually. I used to go and get my hair cut there. Is that your old... You're up on the hill then, aren't you? Yeah. Which is nice, actually. And also, you go down to Runnymede. That's quite pretty. Nice hotel on the right-hand side. So, nightmare. The A30 closed at Egham, just by the posh garage. A nightmare about to unfold, says a friend of mine who knows about these things. Oh, God, it's going to make you late, isn't it, this morning? I can just tell. I can just tell. Uh, the worst-dressed actress. It was the uh, Evening Standard Awards last night, and people turned up. Kira Knightley... Um, I don't know if these people get paid for wearing some of these outfits. Uh, Poppy Delavine. Uh, who's this? Kate Blanchett. At the awards. I've seen better. I've seen perhaps it. Perhaps it looked better there, but I'm looking at a colour picture of it. It didn't look that uh, great. Uh, then you've got Kira Knightley. That looked OK. Sort of semi-beauty in the beast. Poppy Delavine and Billy Piper. Really just, just not... Why is it that people get it so wrong? The female verdict... For the paper today, the uh, female fashion editor says, did they think it was a panto? So obviously not too impressed with uh, with what people are wearing. Uh, there's also, also, also in the paper today, rent a life. You can rent all sorts of things nowadays, dogs and shoes and, and all sorts of things. And Prue Leith telling you how to do the perfect Christmas, which looks delicious. It's slow. This one here is slow cooked beef brisket. Looks delicious, but my favourite uh, is the one which everybody goes for, which is uh, roast pork, perfect crackling and apple sauce. That, this, this actually does look as if you could just shove the whole thing in your mouth at the same time. It looks very nice indeed. And uh, the, the best Christmas nut roast ever for those people who don't eat meat. There are always, and there is always, an opportunity for you to try a little bit of something else. Uh, also, uh, never forget a name again. Oh, God, have you noticed? As you get a bit older, you start thinking... I look at somebody and I, I sort of play a game with myself. I see somebody on the television and I think, oh, right, that's... Um, God, who is it? You have, to put a, you have to put a sort of a face to the person and then you try and do word association. God, it's, it's awful. It's tedious sometimes. It really is tedious because you can't remember. 
exactly who the person is. Somebody sent me a picture of somebody the other day, a celebrity. They said, do you know who this is? And I said, no, who is it? They said, no, I don't know either. I'm just asking you who you think it is. And I said, I don't know, Hollyoaks? And, and he said, yes, I think it's somebody from Hollyoaks. And that was as far as we got. No idea of their name or anything else. And then the next day he sent me another picture of somebody else. I said, who's this? And it turned out to be a radio presenter <coughs> that uh, seriously has lost his way somewhere. Looks absolutely awful. Uh, Davoud is leaving Strictly. I will never stop dancing. Of course you will. Of course you will. You'll get to that stage where your body will be going, I'm not dancing anymore at all. Louise and Jamie will divorce as they failed to save their 19-year marriage. You know, she's obviously found something else to do and she thinks that there's going to be something else after this tour, but I have a sneaking feeling there might not be. Meghan McKenna is going to join the Queen over Christmas. Apparently it's... Uh, Meg- Sorry? Who does I say? Meghan McKenna. Imagine if Meghan McKenna went to Christmas with the Queen. <laughs> Prince Philip saying, who is she? Meghan who? Markle. Who's that? Oh, no, sorry, Meghan McKenna. But Meghan... Markle is going to be joining the Queen at Christmas. Apparently she's the first one to be allowed to do it. Uh, whether or not they'll actually be sitting down going, oh, what's in your present? You know, or anything like that. They don't do things like that. It's just not going to be happening at all. But uh, at least she'll be spending a bit of time there. But of course, they all go shooting, don't they? I think Boxing Day they go out shooting. But apparently she's an animal lover, <clears throat> so she won't be. If you remember, Diana didn't like the shooting of uh, birds at the sky. But they go out there and that's what they do. And Harry will probably do it. And... Um, that's where we're going to find problems, aren't we? I think, actually, we're going to have a lot of problems with this marriage. They did a piece in one of the papers the other day saying, to be honest with you, she is so unsuitable for this family. It's untrue. There's nothing that fits in. She's got a father who's going to be sizing up, you know, everything that's going on because you're moving into the royal family. It's the most unbelievable situation. It's taking somebody who's just an actress, just an actress. You know, she's only done suits. It's not like she's done a whole stack of things beforehand. And, um, and all of a sudden, she moves into a family who is so steeped in history and so steeped in castles and houses and silver and paintings and just about everything. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger, does it? It's not like sort of joining the Beckhams. That's not too exciting. I'd love to know, actually, if, if, if Brooklyn gets married <coughs> to his little girly friend, uh, who would be on the, the wedding list? Who would be on the guest list for Brooklyn? I don't know. Well, they have to sort of call in favours from everybody and try and get Tom Cruise to turn up so they can make it look a bit better. Elton John, would they all be turning up for it? I don't know. Or would it just be a quiet affair? Brooklyn's got married. And then nobody mentions it ever again. Uh, Britain speeds back into the freezer. They've got a lovely picture of a train here. Uh, Ploughing through. It's a Santa special. And uh, it looks lovely. It's a steam train. And it's ploughing through the countryside, <clears throat> and the countryside is dusted with snow. looks absolutely beautiful. It really does, and that's what you're going to get, they've said. Somebody printed a picture the other day. Of, it, it said on their, on their Twitter feed, snow in London. I didn't see any snow at all. It's a really sort of sad... There were a few flakes. There wasn't anything else, was it? It wasn't sort of like we were knee-deep in the stuff. A little, uh, little bit of a shame, a little bit of a shame. Uh, plus the weight falling off the celebrities as the jungle diet takes its toll. So, um... But they reckon all of them, they've actually lost probably about six stone between them, which is quite a lot, because if you're not eating anything and you're sort of doing some, some fitness or something like that, it's a very good opportunity, isn't it? I would have thought so. Uh, firemen free 11 migrants who were superglued inside a lorry. This was on the A303 near Warminster in, uh, in Wiltshire. Five children and a baby were rescued. They were illegals. They'd climbed in. 
And uh, they've been eating the lorry's cargo of Belgian chocolates. They'd obviously had enough, I suppose, after you've eaten enough chocolates. Isn't it funny how sort of people get in there, but the lock was super glued from the outside? How does that work? Very odd. Very, very odd. And debt, which is now hitting middle-aged workers who've been forced to dip into their pension. Oh, I've got all throaty all of a sudden, haven't I? It's a bit odd, isn't it? We were doing so well up until now. <clears throat> we'll need the rest over the news period, I suspect. Uh, nothing wrong with the ironing, says Jane. I find it relaxing. I'm doing it now whilst listening to you. I think maybe you should start ironing and use the money to get yourself a chef to save you cooking so you don't burn yourself. Iron burns normally don't need hospital treatment. They do if we drop it on you. Of course they do. No, I, I couldn't get into ironing. It's, it's not for me. You know, absolutely uh, not for me at all. The guy on LBC says Fife. Is that really a name? Says, everything he said on my journey has been negative. It's not even six o'clock yet. What have we said that was negative? What are you listening to, Sweet Cheeks? What are you listening to? Not this programme. We've been very positive about everything. I'm never negative about anything. I'm totally positive. Totally positive. Totally. But mind you, at least we kept you listening all this time, haven't we? So that's good, isn't it? On your journey. You'll, you'll carry on the other side, don't worry. Everybody always does. And, uh, but I'm always right. I'm never wrong. You know, people saying that this new boy band, Rack Sue, are going to be as big as One Direction. I'd be very surprised. Very, very surprised. That's not negative. That's positive. If it, if it was negative, I'd say they're also desperately unattractive. But, uh, but you know, I didn't. Well, I did, actually. Wrong, but it doesn't matter. She won't have heard that. So it doesn't make any difference. Uh, also, uh, Nigel Farage says he will take his £73,000 euro pension. Always says it with a smile, have you noticed? Always with a smile. So there you go. Right, news coming up six o'clock this morning. Hundreds of landlords find in the immigration crackdown. Christmas falls flat in Norfolk. The Scrooge cities that hate the festive season. The Love Island couple. They've lasted 132 days. That's almost a lifetime for them. Uh, the police sparking fury by comparing a kiss under the mistletoe to rape. So they retweeted and they made it even worse second time round. Uh, heart swap operations will be old hat. In 10 years, and uh, brushing your teeth regularly can cut the risk of cancer by a fifth. The trolls who are targeting Skinny Megan and the storm hell which is going to hit frozen Britain. Brace yourselves. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Isn't it ridiculous? In the last 10 minutes, it went all throaty. And I remember thinking, that's a bit odd. How's that happened? Anyway, nice to have you company. Welcome along. Friday... Uh, was last week, and today's Monday, and it's the 4th of December. I kept thinking, actually, where are the days going? And now the producer has worked out it's three weeks until the big day. So is that three weeks until Christmas Eve or till Christmas... Oh, till Christmas Day. Oh, Lord. Got to get our skates on, haven't we? We've got to make sure that we've sort of got all the presents done. We've done the wrapping, ordered the turkey, ordered the vegetables. You sorted out the vegetables, done a, done a list, checked it twice. Going to find out who's naughty or nice. Uh, Steve, I see the Christmas tree has arrived in Trafalgar Square. Well, it must have arrived fairly recently because it wasn't there when I came in a few hours ago. So I remember looking, thinking, when do they put the tree up? It must be today, mustn't it? I mean, it can't take them that long. It comes over on a, on a long, low-loader lorry and then they put these dreadful lights on. It must be the worst light. I put better lights on trees than they do. They must get some better lights for it. Can't they get them sponsored? I said that the other day. Uh, free at last from I'm a Celebrity. Kezia Dugdale, second star to leave the jungle. First one was, no, nobody remembers. Uh, she's reflecting on a strained relationship with Amir Khan and insists she feels ready to go after 12 days. She's got no longevity to her, has she, really? 
But uh, anyway, so they finally got rid of her. The public voted her out. They didn't like her. Uh, also, people baffled at the Saturday star Vanessa White's shocking music knowledge. But I don't think that's anything... I don't think there's any problem there. I don't see why, you know, you should be expected to know everything about the music business because you're in it. Uh, viewers turn on Rebecca Vardy over her unearthed tweets, sparking campaign for her removal from camp following the Jack Maynard acts. Um, she, uh, an old tweet surfaced which saw her refer to a ginger gay and then a rude word beginning with W. Uh, many still want her crowned queen of the jungle, but let's say if they got rid of Jack Maynard, you should kick out uh, Rebecca Vardy. Uh, an attention-seeking nobody. Just happened to be married a few times. Also, Kem and Amber have finished. We've decided to separate. Like anybody gives us stuff. I mean, seriously, are we really bothered that two people you've never heard of before five minutes ago... Uh, it was only five months after winning Love Island. And uh, they said, we fell in love in the villa. Once they got... No, you didn't. Don't talk rubbish. You didn't fall in love at all. It was just a little bit of free publicity for apparently a hairdresser and somebody who nobody's ever going to hear of ever again. Love Island's Jess Shears flaunting her killer figure in nothing but laundry. That's all they do now, isn't it? People posing. I'm going to start doing some of these posings in laundry because it's obviously the way forward. Everybody does it nowadays. Good heavens above. Uh, somebody says, do you need some fishermen's friends? No, they don't work, Richard. We thought we established that before. I'm not promoting something that's about no use to me whatsoever. And uh, Dallas said, could you say, go ahead, make my day? No, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm some sort of dog that you sort of, you know make them do tricks or something. Uh, Vicky Patterson has a fiancé called John Noble. He's sort of... Oh God, he's even more peculiar than she is. What is he wearing? He's wearing a very funny outfit and they both went for a facial. He looks like he would go for a facial. That's all I will say on that one. Gemma Collins says, People abuse me when I exercise. She reveals she won't have a gastric band. Uh, she's on a mission to lose weight, to have a baby. What's baby? The GC wants baby, you know, because then she get publicity and publicity gets baby publicity and then you get money and all the rest of it. So she's now the heaviest she's ever been. It's because she's eating. I mean, it's got nothing to do with anything else. She's not big boned or anything like that. And so she's got fertility issues. There's always something, isn't there, with her? There's always something. If there's something available, she's got it. And apparently uh, she won't have a gastric band fitted. And she says, people abuse me when I exercise. Well, but I thought only a short while ago, Gemma, forgive me if I'm sort of sort of throwing this back in your face again. You were more than happy with the size you were because you just launched a clothing range. So obviously you're not that happy with the size you are. So it's all porky pies, isn't it? Do you know, ever since Kate Wright told us she was opting out of show business, to which we retorted, what show business? Um, and she was going to be with Rio Ferdinand. It was all lovely. You can't stop her posting pictures of herself. Uh, he was bringing his mug of tea on their Sunday dog walk in an amusing video. I think that's tragic. Somebody goes out there walking the dog, taking a mug of tea with them. How stupid you have to be. But uh, Kate Wright, as you all know, is part of that family. Desperate for publicity. Desperate. Uh, Andrew McLean has got married again. This is her third husband now. You get the feeling, really, there's something the matter with Andrew McLean. Uh, this one's called Nick Feeney, and he carried her over the threshold. But the bizarre thing is that somebody must have been inside their house to take the picture of them, of her being carried over. So, is it there are three in your relationship? Should I know these kind of things? It does happen. Uh, Katie Price, apparently, is seen leaving the UK. You know why? She, uh, well, it's been revealed, she was snubbed from Andrew McLean's wedding. Why would you want Katie Price there? 
I mean, nobody wants Katie Price at anything at all. They don't want her at a wedding. No. Anyway, Katie Price is still with Kieran, isn't she? That's that's what we thought. Uh, Danielle Lloyd uh, taking the baby out to lunch with her fiancé and somebody took a picture of them, which is lovely, isn't it? So he's obviously the latest one in her life, which is all very, uh, very exciting. And Rianne Sugden stripping totally naked with only lace bunny ears for her new calendar. Oh, lovely, Rianne. This is nine months after vowing to retire from topless modelling, but then suddenly realising there's no other work out there for Rianne Sugden at all, I'm afraid. This is the woman who's sort of... Uh, she's 31 now. God, you're getting on a bit, aren't you, really? For doing stuff like this. But airbrushed within an inch of your life, love. It's really good. I'm very impressed by the airbrushing. Just let us know who it is. And uh, which one is the stallion? It's uh, somebody called Jeremy Meeks. You know who Jeremy Meeks is? Yes, because he's going out with Chloe Green. And um, he's sort of modelling, but he's also spent most of his life in prison. So that's why they call him the stallion. And apparently he's entertaining (coughs) Chloe Green, which is lovely. But as I say... Wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. Rocco Ritchie enjoying a pint of beer outside a London pub. Is he allowed to be drinking at 17? Apparently not, Rocco. That, that, that would be sort of breaking the law, would it not be? Oh, I really hope your father's going to sort that one out, because somebody obviously bought it for him, but he shouldn't be drinking outside a London pub at 17. That's outrageous. But uh, it's a Soho pub. The 17-year-old had a cheeky tipple. Listen, you're telling me that's, that's the first time he's ever had a cheeky tipple? Come on. How, how mad do you think we are in this business? No, he obviously drinks all the time. Madonna's lamenting her children are losing their innocence. I think, actually, he lost his a long, long time ago. He's no daddy's boy. Who's this? Kai Rooney. Who takes charge. He's eight, by the way. During school rugby game after cheering on his dad, Wayne, with pregnant mum, Colleen Rooney. Oh, that's nice. He looks OK, doesn't he? He's Kai... And he's, uh, I thought he was ten, actually, but he's uh, eight. And it's lovely that the family are all back together again. Not that we ever thought anything was going to be happening. We always thought that um, that they were definitely going to get back together again. They're like that. The tree in Trafalgar Square will be lit on Thursday at 6pm. If it's the same rubbish lights as last year. I mean, they really were bad. They were really bad. It was the most uninteresting lights. Look at the ones in the Rockefeller Centre. Beautiful. You know, the tree covered with thousands and thousands of lights. What do we get? Some scrubby light bulbs on a tree. Really, not good enough. Somebody needs to sort out those uh, those lights. There. I could, you can get much better lights. They, they could have 10,000 lights on that tree, make it look so much better. Look at the tree in uh, Trafalgar Square, uh, in um, Covent Garden. Much nicer. No going back. Louise Redknapp has filed paperwork to finalise a divorce from Jamie. Lovely. Uh, where your career goes from this moment on, I've got no idea, really. They've come to a mutual agreement relationship cannot be salvaged. That's a shame, isn't it, really? But I suppose she's had a taste of a little bit of publicity. Whether it continues after you're divorced, I do not know. Uh, John in Birmingham. Thank you very much indeed. And um, apparently I've also been listening to another one of your radio stations in the background. And poor old Sam also has the lurgy. Yes, I thought he might have, actually. We both seem to be... Um, it's not, nothing to do with me. I know where I got mine from, and it's out there in that newsroom. Somebody out there in that newsroom started it. He denies it emphatically. Uh, Victoria Beckham giving a glimpse into life uh, behind her Instagram as she snapped shoes at her own London store after off-duty weekend at home. So why didn't she go to Winter Wonderland with Dave? Because they don't do very much together, unless it's for publicity purposes. You know, she's basically got a separate life from him. 
Brooklyn's over in America, presumably the uh, schoolboys at college or doing something. And uh, the other one's obviously not interested in doing anything at all. So poor old uh, Dave had to go off to Winter Wonderland. You can imagine him saying, Victoria, do you want to come to Winter Wonderland? She went, no. OK, thank you. Well, that's it. So he toddles off by himself. You feel a bit sorry for him, actually. Uh, also, oh, who also went? Rochelle Humes went with her daughter. And she also went to Winter Wonderland. And um, they say here they were posing for a series of selfies. Obviously, people like to go, oh, look, it's somebody famous. Who is it? It's Rochelle Humes. Oh, right. Who's she? Well, she's Rochelle, isn't she? And she was in the group called The Saturdays. Oh, remember The Saturdays? Goodness sake, honestly. Uh, Steve, are you going to give uh, your Christmas tree a drink of water? Three weeks is a long time without water, says Irene. No, I, ne- I never do because it's cold where my tree is. Very cold. Martina in Goulston says, can we talk about mince pies? Do you have a particular favourite? No, there's so many different types. So many different types. But uh, I, I quite like the ones from Walkers because they've got whiskey in them. That's the only reason. And uh, Steve, why is it absolutely fine for some women to appear constantly in the media, almost undressed, made up artificially to the nines, in order to make money? But a bloke loses his reputation, his job, his wife, on the say-so of such a woman, says Lynn. Oh, God, don't stop me on that one. Be here all day. Here all day on that one. I don't know. People just do. People have this exhibitionist streak nowadays. If you've been on Love Island, the whole idea is they want to get you into your into your underwear as quickly as possible. I mean, Mylene Klaas, I don't think, has ever worn clothes in her life. I mean, here she, I've seen her in this building in pyjamas, if you please. I mean, I'm thinking of doing it myself, but to be honest with you, it's not a good look. Not a good look. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Monday, beginning of the week. Got to get things done. Do you know, there, something uh, cropped up the other day, I think, on, on the internet. It was posted on Twitter on Friday. And it's a young man. He's 16 years old. And he's holding a cat. And what he does next has got people incensed. It's been reported to the police. He throws the cat into the road. He throws it up into the air and it lands in the road. Now, various reports say either the cat died as a result of the trauma or failing that it's got broken legs. Uh, They've identified a 16-year-old suspect, but they won't be disclosing his name due to his age. So he hasn't actually been arrested as yet. The cat was a small kitten and the owner has been uh, located as well. Now the Inland Valley Humane Society are assisting with the investigating and care of the injured animal. It's called Spots, the cat. And I, I've often asked these questions on the programme because I don't know the answer as to why somebody would ever want to pick up a cat or anything and just throw it into the road. I mean, these people, are, this young man, 16, doesn't want to be identified. I'll identify you, mate. It's absolutely outrageous. Happened in Ontario. We think in uh, in Canada. Really not good. Uh, Steve, do you think Scarlett Moffat eats all the food that the contestants don't win so it doesn't go to waste? And do you think that Prince Harry will jump the social housing list to get a two-bed council house? Actually, there was a very good book out some years ago, wasn't it, called... Was it The Queen and I? And it was how the royal family had been thrown out of Buckingham Palace and had to decamp. I think it was Sue Townsend, wasn't it? And uh, it was very... Very interesting. They had to decamp to a council house and sort of try and make some of the furniture fit in there. It was a brilliant book years and years ago. I don't actually think that Ian, uh, you know, is going to have any worries. I don't think Harry's going to have any worries, Ian. 
about where he's living because he's always got a place. So she's sort of moving into it. And it's uh, called Nottingham Cottage, I believe. It's at Kensington Palace. It's sort of near his, his brother, which must be very irritating. Don't really want to live on his brother. Although William has already said, or at least him, it'll stop him coming round to raid our fridge. Sounds a bit drippy, actually, Harry, doesn't he? He's not sort of the big butch bloke we all thought he was. Because when we saw him and we watched her, and we, you, there's not much you don't know about her. Now you know about her father today, that he's a former bankrupt. He lives somewhere in Mexico. They've got a picture of the house. And he's going to be walking her down the aisle. They're going to have to train him to do that. This is going to be, you know, a big deal, even by, you know, anybody's standards. You know, compared to most weddings nowadays, this is, uh, this is actually quite a... Quite a big deal for him. And then he'll he'll get to see the inside of Windsor Castle. Thankfully, they'll never take him inside Buckingham Palace because there's no need. He doesn't need to be sort of shown around there. Whether or not she shows him around later, I've got no idea. Simon says, uh, Fordham and Mason's mince pies are yummy. Actually, I don't think I've had a bad mince pie this year. I've not had very many. We've got some little Marks and Spencers ones today, which are quite cute. But they all say, don't they, it's this word lashings. Lashings to me means like three quarters of a bottle of brandy goes on top of something. And you know damn well, if you can't smell booze when you take the thing out of the wrapper, there's hardly any booze in it. That's why the Walker's ones were so much so much better than the other ones with booze in. Also, the, um, the sell-by date is the indicator. Steve, I'm ashamed to say, says Dave is in poor old Basingstoke. Oh, my God, honestly, how are you surviving there? Dreadful place just full of roundabouts. He says, oh, I've only ever heard of Katie Price out of all the celebs you're talking about. Are you from Mongolia or somewhere? Are you from a distant planet where they've never... Everybody is so well-known. Everybody's well-known. You've heard of Melanie Sykes? Everybody's heard of Melanie Sykes. She turned up at the London Evening Standard Theatre Awards. Can somebody explain to me why she was there? She's not an actress. She's 47. She's quite ancient. You know, in terms of, you know, what she does for a living. And we're not too sure what that. But she's not. What was she doing at the Evening Standard Awards? Very bizarre. Very bizarre. Uh, also, Poppy Delavine, leaving little to the imagination. But well, that's what you have to do if you're an actress. You have to get your boobs out because it's the only way you're going to be noticed nowadays. No point in covering yourself up. Uh, Denise Van Outen reveals her daughter Betsy's ongoing battle with learning difficulties. But says she's now thriving in a specialist school. That's nice. Nice picture, actually. She's a very pretty little girl. And um, her dad is the lovely Lee Mead. There you go. He adores his daughter. So the Theatre Awards, who actually got what? Uh, Glenda Jackson got the Natasha Richardson Award for Best Actress in partnership with Christian Labouton, who makes shoes, I believe. It's all sponsored. Uh, the Best Actor went to Andrew Garfield, Angels in America at the National Theatre. Uh, the Best Play in partnership with... Uh, Hiscox, official arts partner of the Evening Standard, was The Ferryman, Jez Butterworth, Royal Court and Gielgud Theatre. Uh, best musical, Amber Riley, Dreamgirls at the Savoy Theatre, which is uh, lovely. Uh, the Charles Wintour Award for Most Promising Playwright goes to Brandon Jacobs Jenkins. And Octoroon at the Orange Tree Theatre, down the road from me. Emerging Talent, Tom Glyn Carney, The Ferryman, which is at the Royal Court. And best musical, Bat Out of Hell at the Coliseum. Is that the Bat Out of Hell? It must be from Meatloaf, isn't it? Meatloaf. All oh, right. There's a show that goes along with it. Good heavens above. Well, there you go. Uh, heading up the uh, the carpet, here's uh, Kira Knightley. Actually, the dress looks a little bit better from the front, but not much. Uh, and also Suki Waterhouse. That's quite a pretty dress. They must be freezing to death, these people. You know, whenever you sort of send people up the red carpet, nobody's got coats on. 
And uh, Kate Blanchett, a very odd outfit. I love Kate Blanchett, but the outfit was definitely not one of my favourites. Colin Firth, outshone by his wife, Livia, in a red satin dress. Is he... He must be back in uh, Mamma Mia 2, isn't he? I'm assuming. I thought they'd reassembled most of the cast. He is. And uh, Peaky Blinder, Helen McCrory. Uh, she was wearing a, a satin jumpsuit, ladies and gentlemen, at the Evening Standard Theatre Awards. Oh, that's what it is, is it? You'd never know. Where do they get these outfits? Some of them just don't quite look right. I don't know why. Billy Piper. Good old Billy Piper. Making a glamorous appearance. In sort of, it's a bit, a bit of a sultry uh, sort of kind of look as well. Black sequined halter neck. But again, you know, nobody's wearing a coat. They must be frozen to death, all these poor people. Nicole Scherzinger is accused of stealing the limelight from scantily clad Little Mix after her embarrassing mum routine overshadows their return to the hit show as Raksu become the first boy band to win. A bit old to be boy bands, aren't they? At 25, 26. But uh, Nicole Scherzinger, very nice, but... Um, you know, an American over here, which has actually been probably better to her than America. And when you look at Raksu, they look fairly ancient, really. 25, 26, but it's the best that Simon's going to get. So he's, he's going to have to work hard if he's going to have to convince the public to buy their records and to, to follow them in the way that you, that you sort of followed One Direction. Uh, Nicole Scherzinger says, I'm gutted they didn't ask me. She's had a showdown with Simon Cowell. He's banned her from singing with Kevin Davey-White. She's obviously quite pushy, Nicole, but then I, I can understand. I don't have a problem with that. I think she's, you know, if, if it's, you know, she looks good. Simon looks good. Everybody's very happy with the whole thing. Whether Rack Sue are going to make it into the charts again, I've got no idea. No idea. 84850, Steve at lbc.co.uk. A lot of people are talking about different mince pies. I've never seen such a bewildering array of mince pies everywhere. I mean, most of these supermarkets have got about six or seven different types you know, some with booze, some without booze, but it must be a really small amount, really small amount. Simon Cowell has also gone on record insisting that Cheryl would love to make an X Factor return as he's considering boosting the panel to five judges. Oh, God, what for? So you have three women and two men. I'm not sure that would work, actually. I'm not sure that would work because, unfortunately, Cheryl, you know, unless she's had a drink, she can't... I can't hold her own in amongst, you know, two other women. Whether she goes back there, I don't know. She hasn't got anything else in the uh, in the cupboard at the moment, has she? I didn't think so. Uh, Davud Gadami and Nadia Bishkova missing out on a semi-final place after a dance-off with Alexandra Burke. I mean, to be honest with you, Alexandra Burke is so good, it's almost embarrassing that they have to come to a dance-off. But uh, people are complaining about it, saying that the judges have fixed the semi-final as Alexandra and Debbie McGee received the same overmarked score. I mean, I'm assuming it would be easy to fiddle something like that, but, I mean, why would they bother? The British public are going to vote anyway for them. I think the dance numbers are good. The professionals do very well with the dance numbers. Everybody seems fairly happy. Debbie McGee looks very good. Alexandra Burt, I think, is... Oh, sorry. ...is sensational. I think she's really very, very good. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 26, 26 minutes to seven. I had to check, actually, on the clock. Nick Ferrari's with you at seven o'clock this morning on LBC. Theresa May heads to Brussels for showdown talks over the terms of Britain's Brexit divorce deal. But will she finally be able to move negotiations onto future trade? Back at home, the PM faces a crisis as the entire board of the Social Mobility Commission quit, blaming a lack of progress towards 
a fairer Britain. Plus, with the revised driving test coming into use from today, our political editor, Theo Usherwood, up £20, courtesy of me, will be put in the driving seat to find out if he can pass the revised exam. That's all with Nick Ferrari. At breakfast this morning from 7 on LBC. So it's a new driving test. Is it really different from the old one? In my day, as long as you... Oh, they scrapped the reversing around the corner. Thank God for that. It was rubbish on that one. You have to listen to a sat-nav. Oh, my God, fellas. So, obviously, we're, we're now going to have people passing driving tests based on your ability to understand the sat-nav. I used to have to reverse around a corner, then answer some questions at the end, and, uh, and I failed first time. Second time I passed. But uh, it didn't make any difference. And nowadays, it must make it... Because the whole idea is they want to keep you off the roads. They don't want any more drivers going out there. And if you're a young driver... Uh, whilst the rest of us can go to, what is it, 11 points, 12 points, where they take you off the road, young drivers, six points. Because, you know, if, if, you're sort of, if you've got six points already, your next one's going to take you uh, off the road. And the one thing you don't want to lose is your car. Not so good. Uh, hope you enjoy Follies. Thank you very much. I loved Follies. Loved it. Thank you, Ray, from Woodford. I was only thinking about it the other day, actually, thinking I have a sneaking feeling there must be a CD winging its way to me. Very shortly, and lo and behold, <laughs> I have it. Thank you very much. That sorts today out very nicely. Gary in Hillingdon says, looking at the window, now the clouds have cleared, looking at the supermoon. It's quite bright. It is noted, well, because it's closer. That's why it looks bright. If you haven't seen it yet, go and stand outside your back door or your front door and have a look, and you'll go, wow, that looks really quite, quite bright, doesn't it? You feel as though you could see people walking about on it. Glenda Jackson, says Anastasia, used to be my MP. She was excellent. Yes, she was. She was excellent. So we like Glenda Jackson. We like most people, actually. We don't have a problem with them. I have a problem with people from reality shows trying to pretend that they've got talent, which really annoys me, as you can well imagine. Because, you know, if it's somebody who who can act or sing or dance or do anything else, if it's just somebody who sort of is just foul-mouthed, or I'm not really interested. Really not. Uh, Davoud says, as I told you earlier on, that he will never stop dancing. I think what you do is you go onto a dancing programme and the bug gets you. Quite clearly not the one who's just split up from his girlfriend from Love Island because he's been having sort of queenie fits all over the place. I don't know why, actually. Somebody gives you an opportunity and says, we're going to pay you X thousand pounds. And you sort of basically throw it back at them. Uh, mini dress and stuffed bras sealed the TV deal. This is Harry's fiance, Megan. When she was on Deal or No Deal, so she's not really, you not really done an awful lot. Her father will walk her down the aisle. I mean, he'll have to have a rehearsal, won't he, to start with? I think I'm going to sneeze again. I feel a sneeze. <coughs> <laughs> Told you, they're all the most peculiar sneezes, aren't they? Seriously, they're very odd. Some people wheeze at the end of the sneeze. Not me. Big day for Charlotte and George because uh, they could play key roles in the wedding. Prince William's expected to be his brother's best man. Well, it works for both of them, doesn't it? Really. Uh, this is at St George's Chapel, Windsor, next May. But the Duke of Cambridge's children, George, who's four, and Charlotte, two, are expected to follow Meghan up the aisle after the two stole the show at the wedding of their aunt, Pippa Middleton, in May. Apparently, the royal children are said to have met Meghan on many occasions. Oh, Lord. I don't know. Is this all going to go well? Is this, you know, is it? I don't know. I mean, I, I seriously don't know. I'm looking at track record and I'm thinking maybe not. I think once she finds out that life is not all going out there and people clapping and cheering and waving, you know, there'll be loads of other occasions where she won't be going out because, you know, she's just an ordinary person. I don't think just marrying into the royal family makes you, uh, makes you a different person. It makes you the same person, I think. Uh, a book. 
they found. Eat, drink, smoke and be healthy. And everybody smoked. Every time you watched a television programme back from the 40s and the 50s, everybody was smoking. Everybody was smoking. Everybody took their holiday in the country at exactly the same time of year. The whole country stopped. And they, uh, and they all went on holiday. Uh, protect your feet is my advice if you want to be healthy. If you treat your feet with as much respect as the owners of a good horse expects his groom to exercise towards his charge, most of us will be a lot healthier. It says here, a good shoe need not necessarily be drab or clumsy. It is, of course, true that ugly shoes are often as uncomfortable and deforming as conventionally gay ones. That's, that's the wording they use in there. I'm not suggesting that shoes have sexuality and gay means gay. Gay means sort of, you know, bright, cheery. There used to be a shop in Hounslow called Gay Blinds. And I remember thinking, do you think they realise the implication of a gay blind shop? Which <laughs> I thought she thought of a joke, actually, which is totally unrepeatable, but there you go. Uh, also, uh, Rack Stars. This is the band who won X Factor. I spoke to some people the other day. They're not even, they weren't even aware that the X Factor had finished. In fact, they didn't even know it was still on again, but uh, it is. And they finished the other night, and they, they win. So they get uh, a deal. Uh, the record will come out, the, uh, the proceeds of which will go to a couple of uh, Simon Cowell's charities, because he's very generous with the monies that he gives away. But they were all there. Grace got runner-up, but she also gets signed up as well, because that's what they do. In fact, they're all signed to Psycho, depending uh, for, for a certain period of time. I can't remember how long it is, but it's just in case any of them become famous. And uh, they don't want to miss out on making money out of somebody. So, Megan's dad, the man who'll walk his princess down the aisle. She's not a princess. Let's not start that malarkey, thank you. But he's a reclusive man of mystery. He's vastly overweight. He avoids the limelight. He's got a secret life on the Mexican coast. And he's an ex-bankrupt. So, I don't know. Do you think he'll have to be put up in Windsor Castle whilst they sort of train him in, in what to do? She'll be saying, I, mean, I don't know how many members of the family are coming over. Do you think they'll invite them all over? Or is it just a... There's a few that we can't have. Uh, there's also a log fire, which is in all the papers today. It's, it's, it's what they call a throwaway story. And it's a Moreland's pub, which keeps a warm welcome. Their fire has been burning for 172 years. The blaze in the hearth of Warren House Inn has not gone out since the pub was built in 1845. Landlord Peter Parsons clears the ash from the glowing embers each morning, adds a few logs, even in summer. He reckons he and his wife Janet get through three vans full of firewood a month, costing thousands at the remote inn in Devon. He says the fire's been burning for as long as this pub has been standing. People appreciate knowing it'll always be on and we get visitors from all over the world. I don't believe that. I seriously don't believe it. I think it's a good story. I think it's quite interesting, but I just don't believe that it's never gone out for 172 years. I can't believe something like that, can you? It's only because I'm cynical. Uh, Steve says, uh, Paddy, we arrived in Frankfurt yesterday to visit the Christmas markets, which is lovely. I'm going to sneeze again. Here we go. <coughs> Blimey, three. A record, a record. Anyway, so visiting the Christmas markets, snowing when we arrived, still very cold, visiting Bonn today. Lovely. The European Christmas markets are fabulous. It's only because it's, it's so sort of pretty. We've got roughly the similar sort of thing in Kingston down the road from me. It's not the same, obviously, when you go to uh, places where they've got snow on the ground, but it's still lovely. Martin says you've not mentioned if, uh, your book in a while. Book? Oh, book. Oh, I completely forgot about it. Oh, what? So you want to be a celebrity? Yes, it's available in all good bookshops. 
and uh, available on Amazon as well. Selling very nicely, thank you very much indeed. Thank you for reminding me, Martin. I'd completely forgotten about it. Completely forgotten. It was, it was basically the Steve Allen guide to being a celebrity. How you can become a celebrity just by association. You know, so all of a sudden, Meghan Markle uh, is now a celebrity. She was a minor celebrity before, because she was an actress. But now she's going to be huge. because Not huge in size, obviously. Because she's marrying Harry. And that's why. You know, that, that elevates her to a completely different position. Completely different position. Strictly Karen's new cha-cha chap. Uh, this is somebody from Strictly Karen. I don't know who she is, I'm sorry, because I don't know any of the professional dancers. But she's got a new, uh, a new man. And uh, he's been spotted leaving her home on Saturday morning. What's that mean? That means somebody's been hanging around outside her home and sort of <laughs> to, to watch her take a new man. That's a bit worrying, isn't it? Oh, look, mine in class in underwear. Woo! Try, try not to get too excited about the whole thing. Uh, the Love Island couple, uh, because they've split up, as if anybody ever believed it was a relationship in the first place, as opposed to some sort of little bit of cheap publicity. And the Abbey's a monastery. This is the supermoon lighting up the remains of a monastery. It's lovely. This is in Yorkshire's Whitby Abbey. And the moon looks fantastic. Tonight's moon will be... 222,761 miles from Earth, compared to the average of 238,900 miles. That makes a vast difference, doesn't it, really, when you think about it? I'd still like to go there. I'd like to do something. You know, just to say that I've been, you know, on the moon, but I think it's unlikely. Richard Branson was going to fly people there, wasn't he? That was part of the, part of the, the deal, I think. He said that he would be flying... Sorry, people to the moon. In the same way, I suppose, we're all expecting um, driverless cars in the capital. Not in our lifetime, I don't think we will. You imagine if it all goes haywire. Somebody will work out that you put a magnet on the ground and it'll send it round the bend like sort of, like sort of Daleks. And flying cars. Flying cars. Can you imagine? There's bad enough drivers on the road at the moment without the little blighters taking off in front of you. You'd be sitting at a traffic light and somebody would go, oh, I'm not sitting here any longer. And off it takes. Right in front of you. I mean, the police are going to have a field day. So the police will have to get them to chase the people. And also, if you're going to bring somebody down by ramming them, what are the people underneath? The answer is you won't see flying cars in your lifetime or anybody's lifetime. Uh, Cara Delevingne in the paper today, adding a touch of uh, bling. And uh, she was out the other day with uh, Charlie somebody. Uh, Charlie Heaton. I'm assuming he must be sort of some sort of model or something like that. He's, he has that sort of look about him. You know, when you look at somebody and you go, oh, it's a model. Charlie Heaton, they say, Stranger Things pair. What's that mean? Stranger Things pair. Is that some group or something? That's I'm missing out completely. He looks as though he's a model. He's, he's got that sort of... Oh, he's an actor, is he? Oh, right. Oh, well. Live and learn, don't we? We live and learn. Uh, Please sparking fury by comparing a kiss under the mistletoe with rape. A force tweeted the bizarre warning for the Christmas party season. Northern Ireland's police service wrote, if you bump into that special someone under the mistletoe tonight, remember that without consent, it's rape. One Twitter user said it needed a refreshing course on the definition of rape. It was ridiculed again the next day for saying it meant when you're out socialising over the Christmas period, please remember without consent it is rape. One user mocked today even socialising without consent is rape. 
Yes, they just made it worse by the by the second one, didn't they? Bit odd, really, isn't it? I mean, I'm, if, listen, if somebody produces mistletoe round here, you won't see me for dust. I'm serious, I'm not going to be dragged by anybody round here. You know, hello, Steve, we'd like to come and stand under the mistletoe. No, I don't. Thank you very much indeed. And start that malarkey. You're either going to put a ring on it, you know, on the finger, or there's no snogging under the mistletoe. How much? Show me your bank statements. Show me how much money you've got. I need to know these things. And I'm not going under the mistletoe. I don't care what you say. What? No, not even holding hands. We're not going under the mistletoe. James O'Brien. He'll be, he'll be doing mistletoe today. Do you think there's in? I reckon in the O'Brien household there are trees of mistletoe. It's in every single. It'll be outside the front door, inside in the hallway. It'll be inside the study, probably down by the pool area as well, you know, and on the tennis courts. It'll be mistletoe everywhere. He's, you know, anybody who knocks at the front door, hello, I brought your milk. <laughs> People dragged under the mistletoe for that sort of Christmas O'Brien snog. That's the way I see it, you know. Obviously, it doesn't happen like that, but I'm, I'm prepared to go with it. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Ten to seven. Gosh, honestly, I know, I know what's going to happen. We're going to end up sort of forgetting to get all the Christmas presents and everything else. Katie says, saw 42nd Street at the weekend. Amazing show. Thank you for the recommendation. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? I mean, it's just, to me, it's a feel-good show. And I like, um, I like a feel-good show. I like a feel-good show. I like an enthusiastic company. You know, we all sit there watching it thinking, I'd love to do that. Imagine if somebody said, come on, we're going to dress you up and you can all do this big dance number. Cool. It's true, honestly. I'd kill to do that. Uh, Max in Witten, have you considered wearing a surgical mask while you present the show? <laughs> Near anything, would you? Ridiculous. Need to buy a packet of Jakeman's. One will sort your cough out. Uh, the shop in Hounslow with gay lights. It's closed down. Well, that's outrageous, Eileen. The moon has disappeared behind thick cloud. Oh, it was gay blinds, actually. It was definitely a blind shop because it was next to the fish and chip shop up on the Hounslow Heath. Uh, read the new driving test. Fact. Sat-nav is more dangerous than using mobile phone as it's a distraction looking at the screen all the time. Crazy idea. Well, it talks, doesn't it? You don't need to actually look at the screen. I mean, the screen is immaterial. It's the fact it talks to you. I've got sat-nav in my car built in. And to be honest with you, it's so complicated, I can't, I can't really be doing with it. So I just use my, my portable sat-nav, which I've got with me all the time. And that's, uh, that's brilliant. But you do find people that follow sat-navs all the time. And uh, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not good, and sometimes they just drive you absolutely mad. But uh, for anybody taking their driving test, this will be the new one. And you have to do it. If you don't pass... You can't drive on the road. It doesn't seem to stop some people. Every time I watch these police programmes, they're always stopping people and they go... I mean, there was one lad they stopped the other day. He was quite clearly a plank. You could tell that. And, uh, uh, what did you stop me for, mate? He said, because the car's reported as stolen. Turns out it was stolen. They've replated it. And, um, and so he said, well, what did you do? He said, well, I, I buy and sell cars. He was 17. I buy and sell cars. Well, what sort of person nicks a car and then sort of drives it round? He was going to sell it. But he didn't have a driving licence. I mean, he really was the plank of all planks, poor person. Never mind, you get thick people like that. One in five people living in Britain now struggling to make ends meet. Children and retired people hit the hardest. 700,000 more in crisis. The charity that warned that the housing shortage spells trouble for future generations. Oh, my Godfathers. I'm the future generation. I'm a future generation. That's not good, is it? 
Uh, the Daily Mail today, Prue Leith's Perfect Christmas. Or they, they don't put Christmas here, they put Xmas. Why do we do that? It's just laziness, isn't it? Happy Xmas. Doesn't sound the same. £12 million aid axed in cash for jihadis storm. Because uh, they think some of the money that we've sent overseas has gone to jihadis. We're not the brightest when it comes to uh, sort of sending our money abroad. Daily Star today, Strictly Alex in race hate meltdown. She's not happy, and I can understand why she's not happy, because I think she's excellent. Uh, Raksu, ecstatic, um, and they're going to be as big as One Direction. I don't think they are. I really don't think they are, and I, I could be proved wrong. I have been proved wrong in the past, but I never tell you about it, because it's easier that way. And David Jason wants to play James Bond's character Q, as he thinks he's too old to land a dream role as 007. He's absolutely way too old for 007. He's 77. <coughs> 77 now he is. I think that's too old for 007, don't you think so? I think so. But he could... De- yeah, 0077. But he could definitely play Q. I think so. Uh, the Times this morning, Britain halts scandal hit Syrian aid programme. Why do we send money to Syria? What's going on? Are we completely barking mad? But there's a BBC documentary due to air tonight that claims that some of the money for the Access to Justice and Community Security Project ended up in the hands of extremists. Well, stop sending them money. Blimey. Supermarkets selling food past best before date in bid to cut waste. This is the co-op. And turkey shoot soldiers. Turkey shoot soldiers. No, turkey shoot. Soldiers in the Princess of Wales Royal Regiment look forward to their Christmas lunch served by officers after an exercise on Salisbury Plain. They do do well. We like them. The Brexit deal, 90% there, says senior EU official. That's uh, front page of the Times this morning. Uh, The Guardian, they've got dreadful weather, dreadful weather in uh, in Sri Lanka at the moment. They've got uh, people are vomiting because of hazardous pollution levels in the Indian. It's against Sri Lanka, yeah. Uh, the, uh, The commentator said it was the first recorded instance of such an international match being halted as a result of the toxic smog. They're all wearing masks. I tell you what I see a lot in London. You probably see it where you are as well. But you do see a lot of Japanese tourists who wear masks and also a lot carry umbrellas in the sunshine. Not necessarily when it's, when it's raining. We, we just think, you know, umbrellas rain. No. Uh, Christmas songs are the pits. Oh, they're not. We like Christmas songs. We like the Slade and, you know, Fairy Tale of New York and all that. So we like all those sort of things, don't we? I love Christmas songs. Just a shame we haven't had any decent ones for a, for a long, long time. The Daily Telegraph today. How can the 50-plus generation stay trim? God knows. Who cares? I'm sorry, I gave up that thing ages ago. I should do it, but I just can't... I just can't sort of motivate myself. And silence is golden. Joe Wiley talks about the miseries of tinnitus. Treasury targets Bitcoin criminals because apparently people are... Uh, using these uh, bitcoins to launder money and dodge tax. Gold. It's going to be a list, isn't it, very shortly, of those people who don't pay their tax next year. Uh, the FBI's reputation is in tatters, says Trump in salvo on bureau. Sounds good. Uh, also, Prince Harry's unusual wedding cake, bananas. They think bananas. I don't know why they think bananas. Also, Damien Green has handed evidence to a cabinet inquiry showing porn has been found on other parliamentary computers without being downloaded or watched by staff. Heavens above, is it rife over there? 
But uh, I think the police officers were totally wrong to start talking about something that's uh, that's uh, private. Uh, Amazon's storage space as big as Vatican City. Amazon snapped up more than five times as much warehousing space. Because it must be because their, their portfolio of things gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And so presumably... They need uh, they need lots and lots of space, and that's what they do. And that, as they say, is just about it this morning. I think we sort of covered most things. We covered coughing. Thank you for all your advice on uh, what you can take, what you can't take. Coffee's obviously out, so we're just going to be doing water. I think we covered everything, actually, this morning. All the stuff that we, we targeted the trolls, who've targeted skinny Megan, because she's too thin. Can't win, can you, in this day and age? Uh, I get accused of being obese. Thank you. Mind you, that's what the doctor said to me, so I always have to believe him. Uh, the Storm Hell, which is going to hit frozen Brits. Uh, the, the fans blasting the trio in I'm a Celebrity for ganging up on Sadie and Lee uh, because they claim that he's being picked on. But they all do that, don't they? They're, everybody's got their favourites in there and people don't have their favourites. Uh, they think he's playing a game, which he probably is. Whether he knows he's playing a game. Uh, the fans' fury. It's always the fans, isn't it, at Louise Redknapp. They said, really, she's so selfish to divorce Jamie. Mylene Class, underwear pictures. I mean, let's face it, there's not much of Mylene Class's body we've not actually seen, really. Um, also, buying slippers for the elderly is good. And the reason it's good is because it can save the NHS like something like one point something billion pounds because people have accidents whilst not wearing slippers. So they say, basically, for Christmas, slippers. I know you joke about it. We all go, oh, for goodness sake, slippers? That's for elderly people. No, all sorts of... When I was little, I had slippers. Now I've got slippers again. Why not? Get a pair of slippers. They're not very expensive. They're nice and comfy. You know, you're not taking the kids to school in them, are you? Well, some people might be. Anyway, here's another reason to download the LBC app. You just do that, and you can listen to LBC and download all the things for free from our new catch-up feature. Download, download it and click on catch-up at the bottom. Ten o'clock this morning, it's James O'Brien. But next, with breakfast on LBC, it's Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am.